Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in.
and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 320. Rich, um, sorry to say, has the plague. Um, probably going to die. Um, I put him in cryogenic freeze. Uh, I, I'll get him out in a thousand years. But in the meantime, we have a great man. We have Aaron, the head moss, from, what is it, American Headcast, all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, I want to introduce him. Aaron, how are you? What's What's happening, man? Doing good, Dave. Yes, I'm from the Headcast Network, yeah. and it's a pleasure to be here. And I'm not saying I'm tampering with your your regular co-host's uh, <laughs> chamber, but you know what? If he doesn't make it... Yeah, too bad. For you. <laughs> hey, if he doesn't make it, too bad. And I just want to say you're keeping the world safe from the perils of communism. Um, you're keeping the world safe from democracy. Um, America. America. Um, we were talking just before about just how great Captain America would be if he really, really embraced the mantle, I feel a lot more. I mean, Captain America's always cool, but I'm picturing, I think he needs to take a slide towards maybe the right wing a little bit further. Um, and really, you know, get those damn commies and, and sort out that shit in Ukraine and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, well, they need to bring John Walker back in. Yeah. He, he was in the 80s for a while, and yeah, he, that was very much his stick, was very much. I am right on the precipice of buying a John Walker Marvel Legends figure, actually, because oh, I just nice. got a... It's it's called the 20th anniversary pack of Captain America, like the regular guy. It's a beautiful Legends figure. I just picked it up, and I thought to have his offsider, um, John Walker, in the kind of black suit, I think, didn't he have? Um, yeah, he had that for a while, yeah. He was, well, it was... Uh, he, he took over as Captain America because basically the government fired Captain America, Steve Rogers, because he yeah. didn't want to listen... Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't want to do what they wanted to do. He wanted to do his best for America, not what yeah. the government needs to do. So he got fired and <laughs> he became the captain with a black suit. I remember that, yeah. And then he became Captain America again. And then uh, Walker took on the black suit and became U.S. agent. Yes, and yeah. that's that's what I'm remembering. And that's what's on sale. And you know what? That's going to hit my Amazon cart while we're talking. Um, <laughs> uh, because, hell, why not, man? Um, now, I do want to okay. say... Uh, Aaron has a lot of shows which are very worth listening to. Now, I love your G.I. Joe stuff, Aaron. That's mm-hmm. that's how we met. And, you know, yo, Joe, um, <laughs> that goes without saying. But we just we say it anyway, you know, as a, as a matter of fact. Um, but give listeners a quick wrap through your shows because I know there's about – it feels like there's about 10 shows you're doing. It's hard to keep up. What's going on? Not quite, but if I had a little more time, there probably would be because there's <laughs> several shows I want to do that I just don't have the time for. Sure. Uh, my main show is Head Speaks. Uh, uh-huh. That's where I look at basically anything geek related. Yep. Uh, whether it's role playing games, TV, movies, whatever. Uh, right now, I'm going through the Power of the Atom uh, oh. series from DC back in the 80s. Who writes and, that? Who's the writer on that? Roger Stern. Uh, really? Main writer. Wow. Yeah. Roger Stern's one of my all time favorite writers, man. I did not know that, that he did Power yeah, of the Atom. Wow. Okay. It was eight, it ran 18 issues where they canceled it. I bet it's good uh, if Roger Stern was involved. Um, oh, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, he's a great writer. That's what I'm talking about. Like, so I'm yeah. up to episode 12 right now on, my, on the show. So okay, cool. He recorded that actually last night. Wow. So. <laughs> well, wow, I, I look at anything geeky on there. And you got Firestorm, <laughs> something about Firestorm? Is that right? Uh, Firestorm's one of my other favorite characters. Yeah, I know. I'm You're doing a big right now because I know Shag was handling it over on the Fire and Water podcast. Shag is a big Firestorm fan. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't really know him, but I, but through our mutual friend Stella, I'm aware of Shag. And um, mm-hmm. Stella at Bagel Oracle, I know, is, is good pals with him. But he's a massive fan of Firestorm, isn't he, from memory? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, very, yeah, he's bigger than I am. He's, uh, 
Yeah, in fact, he's one of my, my uh, role models, if you will, for the show. He's really? one of the ones that... He's on the Mount yeah, Rushmore. Alongside me, yeah, I hope. Yeah. Alongside me, uh, I would hope. You know, <laughs> If it's me, I'm also... I, I, there should be a picture of me in my mouth open, spruiking signal, because that's all I ever do. So... <laughs> He's a role model for self-advertisement, David Finn. <laughs> yeah, I've had Shag on my show a couple of times. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, no, he's a good, great guy. Oh, seems like a fantastic but, uh, guy and good friends with Stella, who who we love. I mean, she's on Bad Gold Oracle and um, she, she keeps the flame alive for our Barbara Gordon over the years, man. You know, I, yeah. I think over a decade now she's been doing that, yeah, which is cool. I know, I know Stella. I've listened to her, but I haven't had a chance to meet with her yet. Lovely but. girl, lovely girl. Um, now, so that's two shows, but I know you've got about 17 more. What's going on? So I got my, uh, I've got, what is it? Uh, task force X, which was originally looking at the checkmate and the suicide squad books from the eighties. Cool. I'm finished, I finished with the checkmate books. Now I'm just working on the, the, uh, suicide squad written by John Ostender. I want to, uh, one. I, oh, it's fantastic. I want to, I know Rich is a huge Suicide Squad fan and Checkmate fan. It's a shame Rich isn't here. It's a shame Rich has the plague and is probably going to die. Um, it's a shame. I mean, that's what I say the funeral. It's a shame. You know, <laughs> what, what can I say? I'm not, it's a shame. I, I'm not saying I'm responsible, but you know. <laughs> Put something in his food. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so Checkmate, cool. Suicide Squad, though, what I've read of it, excellent. I want to sit down one day and read through the whole thing because I think John Ostrand is remarkable. Um, right. Oh, yeah, he does a fantastic job. And yeah, he. He was writing a lot of books at that time. He was writing Firestorm, mm. uh, Spectre, uh, a couple of others, and, and he kind of tied them all together here and there with different characters showing up in between cool. books. And it was like the John Ostrander verse, basically. I, I feel John Ostrander is sometimes a bit underrated, you know? Um, yeah. He, he, not by the fans, but just because right. a lot of his stuff, it's, it's that tangential. But, like, I mean, yeah. Suicide Squad, I hope for those fucking movies they cut him a huge check. You know, because um, they took the name, but I don't feel they really tapped into what made the Suicide Squad books great from what I've read of the books. I don't think those movies got it, you know? Yeah, I, I, I enjoy John Ostinger's Suicide Squad. The rest of the runs they've had over the years mm. have been hit or miss. Yeah. Um, yeah I'd agree, I, totally. I, yeah. Yeah. I somewhat enjoyed both movies to an extent. Sure. I didn't like the way they made Amanda in the first one a little more villainous. Sure. When, spoilers for the Suicide first Suicide Squad movie. Uh, when the team rescued her, she she let she killed the rest of her her support crew. Mm. I mean, that's not to me. That's not Amanda Waller. I mean, yes, if a bad guy's gonna die under her watch, that's fine. It's for their greater good. But I, I wouldn't see Amanda Waller killing her support staff. Me either. I, I think it was a little too. Out of character. What did her. you think of the Peacemaker show? Because I enjoyed that. Um, it may be better than the Snake Eyes origin movie, maybe. <laughs> but if so, it's just slightly. Well, they yeah, played it for comedy, about... didn't they? Yeah, no, and that's why I don't like it. Because Peacemaker in the comic, it was a lot of that was written by Paul Kupperberg, who I'm friends with on Facebook, mm. and I've had him on my uh, my Task Force X show a couple times. Oh, cool. and a great guy. Yeah. But yeah, Peacemaker's not a con. I mean, he can be if not done in my in my opinion, rights. But yeah, he's a very serious character, mm. uh, and I think it's losing a lot. But again, a lot of people like the the show, so I'm not going to knock it. It's just not for me. And then the, the vigilante in there's totally 180 degrees. The, the vigilante character. in that's shit. Um, yeah. the, you, the you know what it is. It it. It's I, genuinely, I enjoyed the show, but like there were some weird beats 
like yeah. his his dad was just so evil, and yet it's almost played for laughs. And and like it was just look, I really enjoyed it, but I could totally understand the people who like Peacemaker from the comics being like, "What the fuck," you know? In the comic, his his dad was a, was a, a Nazi. Yeah, and at most of the time in the comic, his dad's dead, but he's he's haunting. Well, we're not quite sure if it's a ghost that's haunting Peacemaker, or if it's his imagination. Yeah, but he's he's having conversations with his dead dad. His dad, you know, his dad's like, "Kill him, kill them all." Kill all the motherfuckers, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, he's kind of wavering, be trying to do the right thing and listen to his dad." And I think the show missed that. Now, I said Vigilante in the comics is basically, my opinion, it's DC's version uh, question to the answer. Or, I'm sorry, try it again. It's, it's the answer to the Punisher. Oh, cool. Yeah, wow. Vigilante is more like a, and I don't like using this word comics, but it's more like a real life Punisher. <sighs> he had a 50 yeah. run. With a couple of annuals, he showed up in the Teen Titans to begin with. Mm, yeah. And uh, it was uh, written by Marv Wolfman to begin with, and then uh, Paul Kupperberg took it over midway through or so. And again, spoilers for a book that came out 30, 40 years ago. Uh, this showed that, I mean, the Punisher's dabbled with the metal, with the insanity portion of it for on and off here and there. Oh, he has but, his off dice. You know, <laughs> but Vigilante really dealt with. It. I mean, he quit a couple of times just because he didn't like killing people, right? And people he knows that worked with him, whatever, took up the mantle, right? They ended up dying, and so he finally takes like, well, no one else is going to die because of this. So, so this is in the book, is it? Is this is in the comics? So yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's in the yeah. comics. Cool. And cool. Again, spoilers for the last, the fiftieth issue of that book. Yeah. It's so bad, he takes his own life. Wow. Okay. You know what? I think I had heard. Wow. So he 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 kills himself, right? He nibbles on the end of his gun. And yeah. He just <laughs> right in the comic. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They cool. they don't show him. They show him going to the bathroom, whatever. He got cool. his gun and uh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, Th- uh, Thorn Blackthorn. Yeah. Who showed up in the checkmate book? Because checkmate came after this. Uh, uh, she was in that book there at the end, and they, they had an on again off again relationship. Right. And they showed him going to the bath. They showed her outside. And then they cut back and showing blood on the tile. Wow. And that's where it ended. And then a couple months later, Jesus. they started out with check. They brought checkmate. That's, you know, and I, I like my dark stories. That's bleak. That's very bleak. Yeah. No, and that's, and so, so that's the comic version. Yeah. To go to, and then the comics, I mean, he did crossover Punisher with uh, Peacemaker, mm. but he hated Peacemaker. Right. Because yeah, Peacemaker would kill people. And that's what. Uh, vigilante was trying to stop people from dying yeah. by killing people, but so wow. yeah, him and the peacemaker weren't friends. Where in the TV show, oh yeah, he's besotted he with him, isn't he? Some, yeah, fanboy. Hey, what's going on? Let's go. Let's go hang out this weekend. <laughs> That's not. Yeah, not fucking Adrian Chase. No, oh man. Yeah, no, I, 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 I feel your pain there because that's they've I, they've fucked it up big time for for last. Yeah, I know. You know, and like, see, yeah, so enjoys it. I, more power to him. I'm, you know, I'm not one of the ones who cancel it. I kind of do just <laughs> cancel it. So cancel well. this it shit does, now. It does so well. I'm afraid they're going to do more crap like that. But yeah, if yeah. people are enjoying it. Yeah. Hey, more power to you. It's one of those yeah. weird things. Is it, it's weird because it was very popular, and I bet you tons more people know who Peace, Peace, so what's his name Peacemaker is now than they knew you know 12 oh, months yeah. ago. But the the, the the reaction fans of the comics are like rolling around in their graves. Like, no, God, and no. They're supposed to be doing an Amanda Waller TV show at some point. I could live without and, that. I could live without that for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm just, 
afraid they're going to go to the extreme comedy like they're doing. But why can I? I mean, why do you need an Amanda fucking Waller TV show? Why can't I have a Suicide Squad TV show with Amanda Waller in it? Like, does she need her own fucking show? Like, is it really really that fucking fascinating? You know, (laughs) it can be. I done right. Yeah, she's a great character. Okay, Uh, I'm definitely going to watch at least the first episode and see how bad they do it. As long as it's what's she going to be doing? Like Suicide Squad stuff? Why not call it Suicide Squad? But yeah, I, I would much rather have a Suicide Squad show or a Checkmate yeah. show. Or yeah. Yes. A lot of yeah. shows are made for, you know. I'm just saying she could be in it, man. You know, like I'm not saying she, if we did that show, she could be in it rolling around doing whatever she does. But yeah. I'm not like, man, you know what I need? Fucking Amanda Waller 24-7, <laughs> like getting out of bed, like relationship problems. Like don't care, you know. Huge don't care yeah, for see, me. That, I, yeah. Like I said, I'm just afraid of what they're going to do with her since since Peacemaker was so popular. Yeah, I'm afraid they're on that vein, which is going to just make me cringe. But yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Hardcore cringe. Um, now yes. you also do the Voyagers show, which is your Voyagers. The Voyagers 80, cast. Eighty-two. Which looking, yeah, yeah, it's a nineteen eighty-two yeah. through nineteen eighty-three TV show. I love it only that. lasted one season. Mm. Uh, NBC canceled it because uh, sixty minutes was really popular. So they wanted a news broadcast that would minutes. rival that. Fuck 60 So they, they minutes, canceled man. Voyagers and had some other show that only lasted one season and was beating the ratings. So they yeah. canceled yeah. Voyagers for a sucky, sucky show. And then the main guy, uh, John uh, Axe, uh, Hexum, uh, uh, he did uh, another TV show like right after that. And during the filming of it, uh, he actually uh, died. Wow. There was a, wow. Mis- a gun mishap and... Fuck, really? Much Fuck, like really? Lee, yeah, he actually died during the making of the TV show. So, so it's all over for him. So yeah, it was yeah, that was all they wrote, all she wrote, as it were. <laughs> wow, that's that's like a um like the crow or something, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, oh, Brandon Lee. Oh, oh, hey, dare I say, Ali Bobbin on set? <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I wonder where he was at. Oh no, anyways. <laughs> yeah, where was Alec? Alec Baldwin currently bunking down with solicitors and, and fucking barristers. Doesn't go anywhere without a lawyer these days, you know? <laughs> See, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> like, seriously, that, that if there's not proof that money gets you off fucking anything, just the way. And I'm not saying he was. Like, I, I totally agree. Like, at the end of the day, what is a live fucking gun doing on a set anyway? Really, right. like you know what I mean? Like, why oh, is yeah. why is there a live fucking revolver being passed around the cast? Oh, do, do, yeah, money talks and bullshit. What you know? Yeah, money, and he money, just he just threw the best talks. lawyers at at them at the at the fucking justice system down there, and they buckled. They were like, "Fuck this, we're never going to get him in prison." So fuck it, you know? And, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like you know, now he's rolling around. He's probably going to be doing Trump again on SNL. So you know. You know, Jesus Christ, they should do one. I mean, they won't do it, but imagine if they did like a reenactment <laughs> with him on it. But for comedy, hey, it's all for comedy. You know, hey, it's no, it's just a parody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyway, so whatever. Um, that's that's hilarious. And and the one I wanted to ask you about is, I know you do a quantum leap show with your wife, I believe. Now, my girlfriend was a huge fan of the original eighties um, Scott Bakula show. And so we're watching the um, the new one, which I think is decent TV. I'd give it a six and a half to a seven out of ten so far. Yeah, about about give it seven or eight, but yeah, it's, it's it's not as good as the original. No, and the main I think the main reason is there's a couple reasons. One, they don't have Dean Stockwell. Yeah, and Dean who played Al. Yeah, he brought a 
character and charm to the show. Is he dead in real life or not? Yeah, he passed away in 2019. That's a shame. Yeah. I okay. say something like that. He he died. So yeah, unfortunately, he won't be a part of the show. They, they've they've mentioned him and they've shown pictures of him. Yes. So this is a sequel to. And the they showed a, an image of Scott Bakula early in the first episode, I believe. There was like a hologram or something. Yeah, the premise of the show is basically, uh, if you watch the original Quantum Leap TV show in the, I want to say the third season opener, they had uh, uh, Sam leap home when he was a little boy. And the very next episode, he leapt into Vietnam to save his brother. Yeah. And he leapt into a guy named Magic, this black guy named Magic. And uh, the episode went on. He ended up saving his brother. Well, Magic in, you know, TV time or whatever, he went on to become uh, in politics. And now Magic, he somewhat remembers. Yeah, Ernie Hudson's character, yeah? Yes. Who who are you going to call? Who are you going to (laughs) call? Ernie Hudson plays him on the 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 the, uh, sequel TV series, the new one, the new series. And yeah, he he's restarted Quantum Leap to try and find Sam Beckett. Right. Yes, and I remember because I've watched it that it's like when um, uh, Sam Beckett went into his body. It's kind of like your your body's being driven on autopilot, like almost like in a dream state. He was saying. Yeah. Well, in in the original show, Sam, his actual body leapt, and the person that he leapt into, their whole body would actually go into the their future. Yeah, the waiting room or something, wasn't it? Yeah. There was a waiting room they would go into, and there was like a, an aura or a mystic shroud that would cover both parties, and who, everyone looking at it would see who's supposed to be there. Right. But they've, di- so, they've ditched the waiting room, haven't they? And the new series, from the way they explain it, Ben, the guy that's leaping, actually leaps into their body. Right. Because, yeah, I guess from what I hear, the, the new showrunners aren't fans of the waiting room. Yeah. So they decided to get rid of it. And it kind of hand-waved away by just saying there was changes to the programming. It, no, well, let's face it, like, the waiting room was a little bit kitschy and, and that 80s, 90s vibe, whereas now we've got to be, like, all technical, like, you know, and <laughs> there's a lot of talk about that thing. What's the thing called, like, the computer? The, the Ziggy? Ziggy, yeah, forever talking about Ziggy. Yeah. And oh, there's, I've, there's things in the new show I like, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, my God, do we have to keep cutting back to fucking Ziggy and the gang in the present, you know? <laughs> I like uh, the, my only problem with them cutting away to the present time is the show's only an hour long. That's well, it. Yeah. 45 minutes or so with, you know, commercial out, take out the commercials. Uh, they don't have enough time. I don't think to properly spend in the past plus do their stuff in the present. I agree. I think the show's an hour and a half long or something like that. So they have time to focus on both. I tell you who characters. I find very attractive. It's the wife uh, character. Um, the, the, is, Addison. Yeah, Addison. Yeah, she's hot. And and she was in the real military. This is like her yeah. first acting job or something. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I said, but yeah, me and the wife, we do the Voyagers cast, and we also do the Starbright Project, which originally we started out, like I said, I, I've watched Quantum Leap since, like, I first came on to it, like, episode six or so, the first season. Do you ever do, I'm going to ask you something, and this is depraved. Um when I'm watching a show like that, you know, which I, I I'm look, I'm watching because my girlfriend watches it. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't really care. And I'm I'm also NCIS Los Angeles. Some of the actresses, uh, and I'm sure females and and people do this to the male actresses, but as well, I'm looking at the, the female actress. And I'm like, fuck! I I wish this show would ramp it up and have a sex scene. Or we could see everything. You know, like that goes through my head. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, let's just cut away okay. and let's get fucking crazy. Like, because <laughs> every now and then, like, you, you know, it's like if you've seen NCIS Los Angeles, the wife character to the to the long-haired guy, I think she's incredibly attractive. I, I want to see more of her, and by more, I mean more flesh. You know, yes, yes. Less, less clothing, more of her. Yes, yeah, oh, and no, it, it flashes through my head. You know what I mean? And, and like, we, I know we're not going to get there because it's PG thirteen at best. But um, my mind's wandering sometimes through the show. You know, both Addison and Jen. Definitely, yeah. Um, you just thoughts, man. Straight. Just thoughts. You know what I'm saying? You can put that in the review. Uh, Dave Finn over at Signal sort of seems to think we can probably go a bit harder. R, you know, <laughs> bring up the ratings. But but I do like. I like the setups, though, of the new show, like, more than I like all that shit in the present. Like, I just find that that's just a little wasting time, like, just running around. Like, it never seems to go anywhere. Like, I, I, I lose track with what's going on, like, the daughter of Dean Stockwell's character and, like, whatever right. she's doing. And I like the actual setups in the past, you know. Um, yeah. I find them more interesting. The original show was mainly just that. Very seldom would they show the present. And I know that was one kind of, in quotes, complaint my wife had off the originals that she wants to see some of the stuff going on in present day. Okay, well, now she's and got now it. And she's seeing it, she's not as happy with it. So. Yeah, she's going, <laughs> actually, no, I don't need to see it in the present because all it is, this is what I sometimes think. We're watching a show. It's fictional. And they're talking right. and they're talking and they're talking. I'm like, none of this is interesting. It's just people sitting, standing around talking. You know, like... like any, it's the whole mystery of it, of what's going on. And, yeah, I know. Why did Ben leap early? And it's all part of the big overwrapping mystery. Did it get renewed for season two? Yes, it's okay. been renewed for season two. Okay, all right. In fact, I've heard they've got the first eight episodes in the can. Okay, any news yeah. on old Scott Bakula? Has he signed on the dotted line yet, or is he still no, holding out no, for a high price? I haven't heard anything yet. I know they approached him for the pilots yeah. and turned it down. Uh, it wasn't said why, but I know at the same time, he was supposed to be having another TV series in the works that mm. got canned. I think you need to throw a number at him. Like yeah. five million if or something. Money, I'm sure he'll come back or a good enough script. I don't know. I think I think I think for him to show up, and, and it will just be a show up. You know, it's going to have yeah. to be in excess of a, I think five million. I, I just feel like he's not going to get out of bed for anything less. You know, and yeah. like yeah. if you said to me five million, you've got to come in and punch out one, maybe one to three scenes. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Good. All right. I get it. You know, yes, I, I don't know. It's the whole money situation. I mean, he's not like he doesn't like the script. I'm not sure yeah. which which reason he turned it down. But I've got a feeling it's a number. Is the problem here? You know, a lot, a lot of fans would like to see yeah. Sam's story result resolved. I guess because he was just lost in the time stream, wasn't he? He just the show yeah. got canceled, and he was still out there rolling. Yeah, they were, they were going to do a season six. But I guess the last minute it was canceled. So yeah, All the right. last minute, yeah the. Last title card came up and said that uh, Dr. Sam Beckett never left, never returned home. Wow. Jeez. So I mean, he leapt out of the imaging chamber just as his whole body just disappeared and no one replaced him and they, they couldn't find him. Right. Wow. In fact, there's a, there's a hidden scene we've talked about on, on my show that uh, a scene that was recorded, the crappy copy that, we've, that it's online. And basically it's Al talking with Beth, his wife. Mm about how he's he's going to leap and he's he's got he's going to go look for Sam. Cool. Which well, was supposed not? to be the yeah. lead into season 6. I see. So there was one projected and the writers were probably thinking we will wrap it up and then it got canceled cuz it was probably on the bubble, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're I know they said they plan on doing a season 6. Uh, I know uh 
Don Belzaro, the, the creator, has said that, you know, he planned on having him go into the future. Uh, there's talk of going to a space bar or something like that. Well, that's one thing I think they sh- they've done in – that's one thing I think they could definitely do in the new show, more future stuff, because I know they did the future episode with um, – I forget what the guy's name is, you know, the sort of effeminate guy, whatever his name is. He and was in the future. The uh, gender neutral, whatever. Gender yeah, neutral, he, yeah, that guy, yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, and that, that was the season the, – and the season finale there was him going into the future and finding out you know, why – there's this guy chasing them through time. I like that episode. See, I like that episode. Yeah. And I like the guy uh, who's like chasing Sam around. He can see Sam. You know that guy? Yeah. Yeah, I like that stuff. Like, there's enough in the new show that I think we'll keep watching. Like, it's not great, but, it, you know, it's it's okay. Yeah, I'm, en- I'm enjoying it. Like I say we're... But I'm not sure what we're doing with the show yet. Like I say, I've got the first... Uh, eight episodes of season of the uh, new series recorded. Right. And I'm releasing those right now. And then I've got a handful of the original show that we recorded. Oh, you were so doing I, both. Right. I see. We were doing the one and we recorded several episodes and then they started the new show. Mm. And I end up delaying things just due to problems in life and everything. I get sure. behind once in a while. Uh, so yeah, I've got. Well, you've got about, four, haven't you got about 14 kids and 20 grandchildren? <laughs> God knows what else. <laughs> <laughs> I got four kids in uh, right now, a total of what? Six grandkids. So. Jesus. So you're a busy guy on top of work, marriage, <laughs> like fucking life. And then, yeah, yeah it's a lot, Shiny. man. Like yeah. I, I didn't have yeah. kids and I churn out signal, but I, I, I get close to burnout and I only really do signal, you know, but okay. I get, I get weeks where I'm like, I've a couple of times I've, 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 I've said to Rich, let's just take a week, you know, break, you know, just to almost reset the brain, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes you got to, Definitely. But, now, yeah, I mean, so check all those shows out. So what's it called? Headcast is the network, is the whole thing, Headcast.com yeah? is the main website. Okay, and Aaron pumps it out. Now, and I do want to say, just to, again, uh, underlining the G.I. Joe stuff that Aaron does is fantastic. Uh, a lot of fun. That's how I discovered the show. Do you know Brian Lazara, I think his name is? Um, he, um, he does nothing but G.I. Joe stories? Yeah, I, I'm on his his nothing but Joe stories page, and okay, yeah, cool. we've talked on nice my guy. Facebook group. Yeah, he's he's exactly. he's a nice guy. He writes the he writes sort of like I guess you call them fan fiction for the GI Joe characters and stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. He, he writes ones with um. I've got a character created called Mayhem. He's just a crazy bastard. Um, I just yeah. he he's like any notes. I'm like he just enjoys death and killing. That's basically the the main note for this guy. Like, you know, he 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 likes money and death and killing. That's about as deep as he gets. You know, <laughs> he's Cobra. He's Cobra. Yeah, no shit. He's Cobra. Yeah, yeah. GI Joe. He's Cobra. He's he's probably even further than Cobra. Cobra's like Tim. Like, I don't think they go far enough, but you know. Cobra's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Even Baroness is like, you're one twisted motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he reached, he's re- reached out to me and asked me if he can make a uh, write a story with my character from the role playing game. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, and that's right. And you guys do this this role playing thing. So you record. See, I need to listen to this because I like role playing games like D and D and stuff. I don't play a lot, but I have in my life. You know what I mean? And yeah. I would imagine the GI Joe one would be fucking awesome. Oh right. yeah, so yeah, it's part it's part of my GI Joe uh, 
network, I guess, my GI Joe, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I've got three shows on there right now. I've got my main show, which is GI Joe Roller American Headcast, mm-hmm. where we're looking at the the original Larry Hama written book and also the car the cartoon from the same time period. Mm. Cool. Uh, we have Bravo Team, which you're going to be joining me on. Yeah, on man. Off here. Special mm-hmm. missions. Um, yes, Bravo Team. I look at anything else GI Joe related, and yeah, we're starting to do the special missions. Yeah. And you're going to be joining me on those episodes. For so. sure, man. Uh, is there much um, spirit in special missions? I do enjoy spirit. Um, spirit he shows up once in a while. He's, there's not a lot with spirit that I recall. Spirit's a cool character. Um, he shows up once in a while. I, I, I've got a comment. Wouldn't it be cool to have a spirit Nightwolf crossover? Mortal Kombat and G.I. Joe. Yeah. You know, two Native American yes. characters, both very strong characters, huge role models. You know, just interesting characters, man. Um, oh, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, and we and you don't sleep on Aaron's uh, GI Joe stuff. That GI Joe uh, Real American Headcast show is awesome, and and then you've got so you got special missions, and didn't you recently do something about? I haven't listened to it yet. It's the price of toys or something. Uh, yeah, it's one of the Bravo Team episodes where me, uh, it's Chad uh-huh. and Gene Hendricks, we get together and we talk about some of the high price to the the higher price toys from the eighties and nineties. Right, I want to check that out because cause I, in the 80s and stuff, I kind of slept on G.I. Joe. I had a friend uh, who um, was heavily into military and joined the military, joined the SAS actually in the end, um, and he was heavy into G.I. Joe. So I, that's how I knew it was a thing, But because in Australia it wasn't given the same push as in the States. You know, like it was there, it was there. It was, I'm not saying it wasn't there, but it wasn't given the same push as, say, He-Man Transformers was, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm sure it's it's not. Again, again GI Joe, a real American here. I know that mm. overseas they had it. Uh, Action Force. Yeah, fuck and, that. I, I like uh, real American hero. You know. <laughs> yeah, so do I. It's the one thing that annoys me with the newer toys that they pulled off the real American hero. Fuck that. Make it's it GI Joe. Come on, you know, like. Well, like yeah, it's GI Joe. That's a. It's, it's a. Yes, all members, people from other parts of the country, other parts of the country, people from other countries can be a part of GI Joe, but it, it's an American-based. Yeah, well, that's right, and sometimes they are. Like there are there are characters. Uh, there's there's other characters and shit. But at the end of the day, they. The, the, I'll tell you one thing: GI Joe shouldn't run away from, and that's being proud of America. You know, yeah, like America, <laughs> America. <laughs> and we talk about U.S. agent, like bringing no goddamn commies. <laughs> <laughs> Brand yeah, yeah, the bed. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, yeah. it's nuts. One thing happened me, but that's up there with remember the Superman when they took away Truth Justice the American way, and they're like, yeah. fuck that. How about that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I said to Chuck Dixon, what do you think? He goes, it's bullshit. I said, I totally agree, Chuck. <laughs> like that was as spineless as it gets. You know, oh, you know what? He's not really American. He belongs to the world. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I did actually mind that because I, I, I kind of, I mean, yes, he's an American in quotes. Yeah. yeah. It depends on which version of Superman you're looking at. I mean, I. Uh, the main fucking version is what I'm looking at, like the normal version. The John, the John Byrne version of uh, Superman was, you know, he, he wasn't born till his, his pod opened on when he landed in Kansas. So there he was an American born citizen. Right. But. I, I see Superman as considering himself not just for America, but looking out for people worldwide. So that that doesn't bother me. Sure. 
when he says, you know, he's, he's for the world. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see that. Superman. That's Superman. That's he's very. Uh, I'm reporting you to the government as you're speaking. That's just. Uh... <laughs> I don't listen to us anyway. They're like, no, we've already got it. We're already watching him. It's okay. Don't worry, Dave. Uh... I'm sure I'm going to watch this too anyway. So. <laughs> they're like, we're all over this, Aaron. <laughs> this is just one more thing. You know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but but GI Joe, dude, you can't fucking rub out the American hero, please. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that's up there with making Snake Eyes like talking, which they did in the late recent movie. He was just he couldn't he couldn't shut up. You know, like. <laughs> and I, this was before he lost his voice, but even before that, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't chatty Catholic. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't always talking. Yeah, he was even quite before then. So. That I don't like when they do the whole race change and they just yeah they, they fuck, fuck in my opinion they fuck Snake Eyes over they they, they did oh they fucked him hard man yeah. they fucked him real yeah, hard in that one yeah Snake Eyes has always been a honorable person sure yeah he was a bit of a bitch in this one yeah no he he lied to his best friend and tr- yeah. turned on him and he flipped he never really seemed to learn his lesson totally agree so he just. Oh. Yeah, no, oh, it's, 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 it's yeah, it, fuck that shit, man. Well, <laughs> moving on, I've got a couple of, so check out Aaron's shows. Now, I've got a couple of big RIPs. This, we had a bad week, man. We lost Tony Bennett. Um, oh, yeah. What a talent he was, too. It's a Wonderful yeah. World. Like, um, I Left My Heart in San Francisco. A lot of, a lot of great songs, man, that Tony Bennett did. I was listening to a few of them um, earlier this week because I always liked Tony Bennett. I think he had a light touch. You know, I don't know where you are on that kind of stuff, but I like Sinatra and all that. So Tony Bennett to me wasn't in the same class as a Sinatra, but he wasn't that far away. You know, it's not my go-to music, but no, they—I they, don't care who you are. They're—they're yeah. they're great. They—they do—they know what they're doing. Exactly. They do their job. They do their job well. I left my and yeah, the world's a lesser without them with Tony Bennett in it. Definitely. Yeah, the, the world's a poorer place. And then, unfortunately, sadly for, for me, lost Sinead O'Connor, one of my all-time favorite artists. Uh, huge loss. Uh, epic performer. My heart was absolutely broken. I considered not even doing the show this week. I was so upset the other day, but obviously I've recovered. Um, I don't know where you are on a man. Uh, she was a massive talent. Uh, she was fearless when it was sometimes not fashionable to be so. Um, she got on the wrong side of Sinatra, I remember. Um, to me, she was way ahead of her time. She was a very troubled person. Uh, her son had passed away through suicide several years ago. She was she was already on rocky ground before that. I think that basically finished her off. Um from American perspective, from where you are, um, Sinead O'Connor, what do you what, what do you remember? Anything? I haven't heard much about her in recent years, but yeah, I remember yeah when she was big. Yeah, she she I enjoyed her. Mm, it's sad, you know. She had a tough life, and, you know. And no matter what I think about somebody, yeah, it's sad when someone dies, especially you know she she was only in her she was mid fifties, mid fifties, but she was pretty she was pretty chewed up. You know what I mean? Like, I think she'd had a pretty... The last... I don't think the last 10 to 15 years was too pretty for her lifestyle. I think she was battling yeah. lots of demons, man. You know, I will say this, though. She shone a light on the abuse by the Catholic Church, uh, which I wanted mm. to mention. And she shone it years before the rest of the world caught up. And she caught a lot of heat for that. She was 100% right, you know? Um, oh, yeah. So that's the, yeah, cr- that's the crazy thing. Yeah, no, she was she was up there. So I miss you, Sinead, and um, she was a fantastic performer, and I was extremely upset when I read this. Obviously, several days have passed. Uh, the emotions have been cleansed, and, and hopefully she's in a happier place. If you believe in that kind of stuff, I hope, I hope it's for real. Now, I have some big news on a personal note. Listeners have been he- hearing me talk about the fucking Great Hunt, the Wheel of Time book, 
been reading this book <laughs> since 1990. And um, finally, just last night, while the cricket was on, I hit the end of this tome. It's as big as the Bible, Aaron. Um, at times, very dull, and then it will have good passages. What a slog. Got there, finished it. Uh, book two, Wheel of Time, done. <laughs> Set that down on the table. I went, bang, there you go, Robert Jordan. Uh, have you caught any of this Wheel of Time stuff? It's a fantasy no. series. Yeah. yeah, I knew Wheel of Time, and I started to watch the, the, the show. What was it? Amazon Prime, I think. Yes, yes, it is. And then we got sidetracked, didn't finish it. But yeah, I haven't actually read the book yet. It's something I've been meaning to. It's just oh, I got a well, lot of stuff to read oh, and yeah. out my podcast and life in general. I don't get to everything, but. Well, I tell you what, like, I'll give it this review. The, the first book in the series is basically uh, like a redo of Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, if you can imagine that. Okay. Like, it's very similar. Like, it follows uh, – and he does it well. The second one right. definitely goes its own direction. He he writes – he beautiful world builder. He's up there with the Tolkens and George R. R. Martins in terms of world building. He's a fantastic world builder. That's his strength. He's an right. overly descriptive writer. Like, if you, you're sitting in a room recording this, he will describe the room in exhaustive detail uh, of every scene. Like, literally getting down to, like, the fucking windows and stuff. And, like, it's just, it's just, it's just boring. But, but it's also extremely, like, I often think it's like he's going to be designing, say, uh, a, a game. And he's describing what he wants put on the screen or a comic book, like what he, what they want on the page. And you know, you know, you hear Alan Moore does like hundred page scripts for a for a twenty page comic with like <laughs> massive amounts of detail. He's like that, like. But his world building is fantastic, and the way the story moves is good. His characterizations can be a little, uh, how can I say, um, stereotypical, sort of okay. cookie cutter. I guess is the best word used to describe it. But. Um, I don't know. He's he's a great world builder, and I enjoyed the story. Um, but fuck, I slogged. I slogged through the, maybe the first two or three chapters back in 1990, and then I gave up on fantasy totally because I read a lot of fantasy, and I sort of said I'm done with the genre. I, you know, now I read selectively little bits and pieces, um, and I started reading it a couple of years ago, and I and I got like a good third of the way through, stopped again, and then I've been grinding this whole year on audiobook and just on the Kindle to get through this thing. And Jesus, you play Xbox, the achievement that comes up, that's what I felt like an achievement popped up in my fucking head when I finished it. When I finished the last page, I was just like, I was so relieved. I was like, oh, thank God, this is over. And, like, I was just like... You want to read it any quicker. I was like, seriously, like, it's so long as well. Like, it's just so fucking long. There's this hilarious thing. They're looking for this horn of value. This is magical item. Like, it's a magical artifact. I swear to God you hear about this fucking horn through like 550 pages. And then at the very end, it's so fucking funny. They just break into a house and it's lying on a desk and they just grab it. And I'm like, seriously, that's it? Like, like seriously? Like you, you broke into a house and it was just lying there and he just grabbed it, snatch and grab. Okay. Wow. I mean, couldn't we have done this a bit faster? And yeah, yeah, anticlimactic is how I used to describe finding the horn of fucking value. And then it's got um, what what's so weird is okay, he describes everything in huge detail, but when it got to the end battle scene, which is actually will be huge in the show, like it's very super powery the end battle, like it's all these figures of legend. He doesn't describe it in much detail. 
And I'm like, why, when you get to the end battle, are we not using the same level of detail? Because this, this stuff's actually interesting. And it's just it's just weird. Like, I was like, this seems like the opportunity to really, you know, really go crazy and, and do the battle from multiple angles and stuff. But he resolves it in one chapter. And I was just like, he makes some odd storytelling decisions. We had... um. Uh, what was his name? Ed Greenwood, who created the world that they play D&D in, the Forgotten Realms world. He, he created those. We've had him on the show a couple of times. And he was saying that uh, Robert Jordan apparently married his editor, um, his copy editor, and he used to turn the pages in for these massive books, like literally like days, just days before they were due to be printed. So they were deliberately, because there was never any, he didn't want them edited by the, by the, by the publisher. He was, oh, okay. he was very much like, this is the book. Um, right, this is what you want done. This is what it needs to be. This is it. Um, I don't give a <laughs> fuck if you think there's padding because there's plenty of padding. This guy pads like you wouldn't believe. Like it's sometimes you remember those guys in in the government when they've got a filibuster where they've got to talk for ages. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. He yep. writes like that. He writes like he he <laughs> writes like you'd think seriously. The devil's way to kill him if he stops writing. He's like it's going to keep pounding out the pages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I all I can say is I'm glad I fucking finished this fucking thing. Like, the Great Hunt <laughs> is over, and I deleted it off my Audible, and I deleted it off my iPad. And I was like, never again. Like, I'll never <laughs> read that book again. I'd read it because uh, what happens is I'm falling asleep, and I'm listening, and then I wake up, and I'm like, oh shit, I've got to go back. You know, and a lot <laughs> of it's in my brain, and it's just it was just too long. Frankly, and the fact yeah. that he's written, there's another ten to go. I'm just like, oh Jesus! Like, like how much more could happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, now, are you much of an X Men reader, uh, comics and stuff like that? Um, I haven't read much new stuff recently, just because of time and my sure. podcast and talked about. But yeah, no, I back in the day, I used to love X Men. Okay, well, I'm, I'm talking about back in the day. Um, I'm, I'm reading through... Uh, I'd always read the early stuff up until the end of Dark Phoenix and probably a little bit later, but I'm now going past that And I in my reading on my on my Kindle and I'm reading... Uh, I got to the original appearance of the Morlocks and Callisto oh, okay. yeah. and I got the first appearance of Madeline Pryor. Um, so I'm. it's fun because I'm reading stuff like... I read the Brood Saga as well before that. It's stuff that I know about but I've never read. And yeah. and it's it's a real pleasure, man. I've got to say, X Men back in those days is just awesome, you know. Well, that's I, I've talked about it on my my show a couple of years ago. Me and Shag was was talking, and uh, yeah, I think from like the early to mid '80s through the mid '90s was like the golden age of comics. Both DC and Marvel was just yeah hitting out of the park. I agree. What's your favorite uh, comic book event? You had to pick one. You got a favorite event? Yeah. Um. I've got one for Marvel, one for DC. I would say probably my favorite altogether, probably Invasion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. DC. Cool. And that's mainly because like I, I started buying comics regularly in 87 uh, when I was 17. I say most people are getting out of comics and getting into girls. Sure. I've realized I don't have a chance, so fuck it. I'm just getting into comics. No, I, I, I hear you. No, dude, I hear you. People were always like that to me, like, you're going to get out of these comics for girls. I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, really? Like, what, all the women that are throwing themselves at me? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I dove in. Yeah, through the late 80s and through the 90s, I, I was a DC Marvel junkie. I, I was 
Just loving it. I would tell him I'd go to the comic shop. I'd say, I'd tell him I'm just going to sign my check already, guys. You know, I'd buy almost every DC <laughs> book out there. So. Yeah, yeah. Just direct the funds directly. There's no need for yeah. an intermediary. <laughs> but Invasion was the, the first series or event when I got into comics. So that was the first one I was able to pick up on the stand. I mean, uh, Millennium was coming out around I got, when I got in, but I wasn't quite, I was just getting into it. Yeah. And so I missed a lot of those, but yeah, so invasion. So that's, I think that's why it's probably one of my favorite events is just because that's cool. It was one of the first. That's cool. Um, for me, I'm going to sound so cliched for DC. It's nightfall. I fucking love that event. Um, so much. Um, I love all the Batman events of that era, but, um, I, I have a real soft spot for the original secret wars. I, I just love it. Um, that was good. Uh, yeah, it, it's just something. It's nostalgia as well, if you know what I mean. Like, oh, yeah. but but I'll re- revisit that event, and I'm like, man, you know what I see? I see so much potential in that storyline. Like, yeah. if they want to do a really good movie, I think it could be done really well. I think that the, the template is there, kind of thing. Right. You know. Yeah. I think Hickman did some cool stuff when he redid Secret Wars years later. I, yeah, I, I thought that I thought there was some really interesting stuff in that whole event. Like I'd like to get an omnibus of that, the the new Secret Wars. You know, I thought that was really right. cool. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say was, yeah, the reading the original X Men is fantastic. Now I had a funny thing this week. Um, I'm a big Marvel Legends collector, and I like to get involved on the marketplace and stuff, and always got my eye out primarily Spider Man and X Men stuff, pretty much a hundred percent. That's what I'm interested in. But I don't know if you're a Marvel Legends collector. I think you've got a couple, don't you, Aaron? Yeah, I've, got, I've got Speedball and I think one other. Yeah, I'm mainly into the class G.I. Joe Classified. Yeah, and we're going to get there. Don't worry. Um, but get this. Something so, if it's cheap enough, I'll pick it up. That's yeah. Speed. Well, I was on Marketplace, and this guy was listing, like, a massive amount of Spider-Man in Marvel Legends right. characters. Like, I mean, like, hundreds. And anyway, so looking through them, I saw this Spider-Hulk. And I was like, man, this looks awesome. Like it was Spider-Man, Hulk combined. Yeah. It's like, fuck, oh, yeah. I need this shit. And in my mind, I'm <laughs> thinking, okay, I'm going to make a fucking offer here. I'm thinking 50 to 60 bucks. You know, I'm thinking 50 to 60, walk away money. I'll take this off this guy's hands. And, right. you know, I, I, I lobby in there. I try to sense, get a sense of what the, you know, prices we're talking about. He goes, oh, Spider-Hulk, yeah, that'll be 500. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I went out of my league, man. And he goes, I'll drop it to four fifty if you want it today. I go, sorry, pal. Like, you, I'm I'm looking at fifty to sixty here. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm looking at the figure, and he explained. I didn't realize that it wasn't a current Marvel Legends, you know, um, release. I just assumed it was just current, but apparently it was from like the late nineties, like Toy Biz or something. He said, yeah. Even still, yeah, it's not online and on Facebook. They're going about being sold for one hundred fifty, two hundred. Yeah. Well, that's US. I mean, like, yeah, well, yeah. even still, I wouldn't pay it. Like, I just, like, the, like, I, like, no, no offense to this guy. Like, I mean, I'm sure someone out there will probably buy it. But to me, Spider Hulk is something they'll probably will redo as a Marvel Legends character because it's like Spider Man sure. and Hulk combined, two extremely popular characters, toys. Um, but it was so funny. You should have seen my, my reaction was like, whoa, 500. <laughs> Settle down, pal. <laughs> Um, is this life size? <laughs> really? Yeah, it's America made one hundred twenty nine dollars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so 
that was crazy. Um, I've got coming uh, a Wolverine on a bike. So Wolverine, and he's got a motorbike, and I want to have him be friends with Baroness on her motorbike because I've got a <laughs> Baroness with a motorbike and have the two of them you know, together, two badasses Very together. Because I, um, I think Baroness and Wolverine could get along having a beer, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, she's, I got, she's got that cold blood, man, you know? Yeah. I think she's one of the greatest characters in, in like, comics. Like, in terms of, like, characterizations, I think with Baroness, she's the perfect example of you can make her as evil as you want and you don't really need to humanise her. She's just perfect how she is, you know? Right. Yeah. I just, I just see... I'm almost surprised that they haven't done a live-action TV show of G.I. Joe and have her in it, you know? Yeah, and that's... that's uh... No, as I said over my Bravo team several times, yeah, yeah. and I probably mentioned us on the main show, yeah, I think... Has, or, uh, yeah, Hasbro's just missing the boat yeah. with G.I. Joe. They're, they're not giving the attention it needs. I know they were talking about doing a uh, a TV show with Lady J. Oh, fuck. With uh, What's-Her-Face, Adrian Pelacki, whatever they played her in. Oh, I know the character, uh, the actress. Yeah, okay. She she played Lady J in the uh, G.I. Joe retaliation movie. Yeah, okay, she did too. But but just Lady J? Like, why a Lady J show? That seems like an I odd... I don't know. That's what we've talked about. They should do you know, like a special <laughs> missions type. TV show would be, you know, they, they would be wonderful. They could, you know, mm. focus on you know, these couple of characters for a couple episodes and then switch to a couple of different characters. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, they, like, yeah, I, I'm not saying Lady J doesn't deserve to be on a show, but not a show just about her. Like, right. please, like, well, Christ. It's, it's like you were saying earlier about Amanda Waller. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> I need it, like, Waller, nonstop. I mean, a TV you know. But also, but, Lady J is such a team member. To me, yeah, you know, it's not like she's not even like I don't know. I, I I don't see her as one of the leading lights. Like she's there, you know, but I don't think she's crossed over in the sense like that some of them have. I don't. Know, just my opinion. Like Scarlet's way more popular than fucking Lady J. I would think so. I, I like Scarlet better, but <laughs> I like Scarlet about a billion times better than Lady J. Or she's not redhead, so we want. Oh. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, uh, like. I've been in crossover appeal. Like, I reckon you could go down the street and you could talk to 200 people who wouldn't know who Lady J is. You might pick two people who know who Scarlet is. You know, Scarlet is... Yeah. I don't know, there's just something about Scarlet. I think she's just she's just had a bit more play. But regardless, you don't need a solo show for either of them. I'm talking about a team right. show. Um, it's a team book. But anyway, I'm just looking forward to getting my Wolverine on his motorcycle next to Baroness on her motorcycle, you know? It'll yeah, be, be nice, yeah. it'll be a hot and cold relationship, man. Baroness doesn't suffer fools. It's you know they'll have a beer, but they'll wind up at each other's throats. We know that. Yeah, no, they're lifelong friends. Yeah, they, they can have a beer or two together, and <laughs> uh, he might try you're in the sack. Yeah, you know. he'll definitely try, but I doubt he'll succeed unless there's something in it for Baroness. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I doubt he'll succeed very easily. He's not. She's not giving an easy life for for for. for no, for definitely not. No. Um. It's funny as well, this character, Sleepwalker, I saw him in the shop and I thought it was Green Goblin. I went to pick him up and I was like, oh, Sleepwalker, I don't know who this character is. And I and I researched I it. Have you have you heard of it, a character? Oh, yeah. No, he, yeah, he came out in the late 80s, had his own book. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, that's when I was getting into the comics. So yeah, I definitely Any good? read his series. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, I the, thought it was a great series. The pull quote was, Sandman done right. <laughs> I was like, that's a big fucking claim. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't mean. 
I don't know if I'd go there with it, but again, I'm not a fan of Sandman, so yeah, at least the 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 popular Sandman that you know Neil Gaiman, yeah, Neil. I think I was trying to think his name, the Neil Gaiman Vertigo book. Yeah, I, I wasn't into that, so yeah, but I enjoyed Sleepwalker. I thought Sleepwalker was a great book, a great character. Well, he's uh, he's a great design. I mean, I've never, I, I don't even know who he is, but I was like, this design is fantastic. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely uh, recommend checking out some of his early issues. Okay, cool. Uh, hold. I'm looking here, had 33 issues. Um, yep. Yeah, it looks pretty right. cool to me. Cool. I, well, I'm going to pick the character up for sure. Yeah, it was him, Darkhawk came out right in that same time. Good old Darkhawk, man. He's a blast from the past. Another good character. Great yeah, character. All the characters, I can't, the, the newer characters from the late 80s that came out that... yeah. Have you seen um, Secret Invasion? Because I've watched about the first four episodes. Do you mind if we do a spoiler? Because there's a big spoiler that I want to get. I've watched watched the whole thing, so I'm good. Oh, sweet. Okay, so I've watched maybe four or five with Michelle. Okay, I felt it was decent. And I use that word to mean it was okay. Uh, Very low stakes, it felt like. Nothing fantastic. But it was decent. And I commented to Michelle as we're watching it, uh, like third episode, and I go... The original actual Secret Invasion storyline in the comics felt a hundred times more impactful and more dramatic. And even that had a lame ending. But the actual storyline of Secret Invasion in the comics, it really felt like world-changing. It was awesome. Whereas well, this, yeah, the, you know... The Disney Plus show, they are keeping a little smaller. Whereas, yeah, the, the original storyline crossed. Mm. And they had all the char- all the superheroes in there. They, you know, and It was basically, if I recall correctly they wanted to revert some of their characters back to where they used to be. Yes. And because a lot of made a lot of changes and went directions they didn't want to go. So they're like, you know what? All these characters we want to redo. They're actually scrolls in disguise and the real ones are on a, you know, capture. Which was clever. I think clever way to sort of. Yeah. No, it was an interesting way to retcon your characters without retconning it. Yeah, and I just, like, but the actual show itself, like, I know people online are hating it, like, this is the first rotten um, show ever. I'm like, man, it's certainly not great, but I think there's been a lot of not great Marvel TV shows and even Star Wars shows, like, just very average. This, to me, felt like we're sitting on five and a half to six out of ten. We're comfortable there. We're happy there. Um, It could have been a lot more interesting if they put in more heroes to be revealed as scrolls. It just felt like a lot of almost time fill and Samuel L. Jackson was fine, but I just felt at times that there wasn't much of a story. What did you think? Probably give it a six or a seven out of 10. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't the best series I've seen, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I see a lot of people online. Well, they, they're between that and She-Hulk are the ones that people tend to hate the most. See, I like She-Hulk. I, I thought She-Hulk was fun. No, I thought She-Hulk was very much in the John Byrne, uh, mm. John Byrne vein of it. Yeah. Burn was writing in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Uh, he had that very, you know, uh, comical, very, you know, tongue in cheek, yeah. fifth wall breaking or fourth, fourth, fifth wall. Fifth wall. Fourth I like it. You've got, you found another wall. I, I'm finding walls all over the place. <laughs> fourth wall breaking. Yeah. It was very much in that vein. So now I enjoyed She-Hulk because of that. And yeah, I, I, I think She-Hulk was better than secret invasion. Mm. But again, I like She-Hulk, so sure. I, I like Secret Invasion. But yeah, like you said, it could have been done better. Uh, I think they, yeah, they should have opened it up more and had more of the the char- more of the the heroes and villains yeah. in there. Yeah. Well, that's um, what made the original storylines like. 
it seemed like Marvel, in in their determination to spoon feed you as little as possible for as much as possible. Like, so they want to give you as little. They want to give you the smallest scrap and have you begging for more. That's the that's the that I and I hate that about these Marvel TV shows. They're like, we're going to give you a tiny little scrap and go. Do you like it, slaves? Well, there's more to come in the next fucking installment. Like, fuck you. And I'm like, yeah, I, and I hate that. But I love Cheadle. I'm a huge Don Cheadle fan. Yeah. And, and and to be honest, I didn't even know he was going to be in this. And when Cheadle turned up, I was like, oh, sweet. And when the I got to the episode where Delva Maruni, who I believe is the president, is flipping over in the car and all that kind of shit, and they're yeah. fighting and stuff, I thought yeah. War Machine was going to come out in his armor. And if they'd done that, this would have saved the show for me and we'd be looking at a 7.5. What a missed opportunity to have War Machine in his armor. I felt. Yeah, no, and then I, I and I see where they're going for. They they wanted to keep it a bit smaller, a bit more, mm. I guess, grounded. Even though we're dealing with. But why bring in War Machine then? You know, and then but, and and then not use him. Yeah, I, I think bringing John Cheadle in without bringing in War Machine was yeah, like you said, missed opportunity. Sure. Uh, that that would have been if they didn't want to include all the heroes. Yeah, bringing in more machine at least would have been yeah, really nice. like. But this is yeah. the thing. I I'm surprised that that doesn't come up in testing because I I reckon if you tested Marvel fans, that would have come up. Oh, we need more Marvel heroes. Uh you yeah. you had Cheadle, and he's in a lot of scenes. Cheadle, he has a lot of screen time, and you don't put him in the yeah. War Machine armor. You know that's a missed opportunity because, yeah. and I just feel that kind of thing is. They've got to get better at doing that. They've got to get better at giving audiences a little bit more than what they're giving them because I think they're not giving audiences enough. It's up there with when they use the Illum- Illuminati in Doctor Strange 2. Great idea. Cool to see Professor X and fucking Mr. Fantastic. And then they all just got killed so easily and it was such a wasted scene. And again, Marvel, you gave us a scrap. Fuck you, Marvel. Right. You know? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's that it's that we're going to give you scraps approach. I don't know why they do it. I don't know why they don't give audiences a little bit more bang for their buck. Yeah, see, I didn't mind that in Doctor Strange because they're not, in quotes, the, the main universe sure. characters. And yeah. That shows that well, maybe we're going to be getting them soon. Uh, so I didn't mind that, but I see where you're coming from. I, I can understand what you're talking about. And yeah. and like I say, I, I, I did kind of get that with Secret Avengers that, yeah, it's, they were good, and a lot of people, you know, didn't have a lot of action. Well, it's not an action TV show. That's it's not it's espionage, for. which I don't mind. It was you, you can't blame them, because yeah. because they they didn't do what you wanted to do, but and so that's why I say, well, you know, delicately, I say, yeah, I, I do agree with you that yeah, they they should have done more, mm. but that wasn't the show's intent. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, fifty fifty. I'm 50, 50. Look, I don't mind it either. Like, I we're watching it, and I don't mind it. Like, I'm I'm like this is actually because I've really disliked a couple of those Marvel shows. I I, I really liked Loki. Thought Loki was a lot of fun. I yeah, really I think really disliked. I liked them all to one extent or the other. Okay, well there you go. You, you're a more well-adjusted yeah. human than me. You know, you you've obviously got something going on in your life. You're not as empty. You know, you're, you're not as dead inside. <laughs> you know, um, maybe not like all this. I I liked all the G, uh, the Star Wars stuff. Wow. For the most part, uh, <laughs> to, to different degrees, of course. Even, I, I tell you, the one I really found boring, Andor. I honestly, I, I've watched the first three episodes, some of the most boring TV I've ever seen. Everyone's, I enjoy it. Yeah, uh, people love it. I don't, I don't get it. Am I just dumb? I'm just like, man, I hate this. It's boring. 
I, and, and then again, it's not like same complaint people have Secret Invasion. It's not aimed to be a action packed. Yeah, extravaganza. Show it is more of a it's more of a slow burn. Right. It is more. It's, it is a slower show. So yeah, if you don't like the slower shows, yeah, you're not gonna like it. I, I can see. I think I need I a faster show. I want a faster show. I want more death. Yeah. I want more killing. I want more war machine. You know. Now, <laughs> anyway, with all that said, and I do agree. I think Secret Invasion is is okay. I'm surprised that people are hating on it so much because I'm like, it's okay. Like you know, I I mean, I like Samuel L as well, and he's in it yeah. a hell of a lot, and I'm, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. Now here's my question. So I was doing. I knew there'd be a big reveal of someone being a. You know, I knew for this right. show to uh, have some sort of impact. Some big person was going to be a scroll at the end. And I read spoilers, kids out there, if you haven't seen it, uh, that it's Cheadle. That um, Tony Rhodes is that his name? Tony Rhodes, something Rhodes. James Rhodes. Uh, yeah. James Rhodes. James Rhodes. Yeah. Is War Machine is whose War Machine is a scroll now. Can you take us through it? I was reading something. I haven't seen the scene, but can you take us through the scene? He's in a hospital or something. Like, what's going on? Uh, well, they they yeah. So he we we know that he's a scroll. Mm. Uh, I, I think it revealed and that's the four or five, whatever it was. Right. And yeah, the last the last episode for spoilers for the for the I think it was was it six or eight episodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever the last episode, last couple of episodes of it. Mm. He, he's trying to get the president to nuke Russia. Okay. They're doing all this, and then basically they, they want America and Russia to wipe each other out so they can take over Earth. So he's an evil on. scroll. What's that? Well, he's an evil scroll. Like, you know how some yeah. of the scrolls aren't so evil? That's the other yeah. thing. I prefer the scrolls being evil, like they yeah, were so originally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But yeah, so he's trying to wipe out both sides so the scrolls can live, in, live on the planet. Okay. And yeah, he's down to a showdown with him telling the kid, you know, the president that. Uh, they're in a hospital because the president got shot. Got was was hurt as you saw. Yeah, in the in the in the car crash. Yeah, it's a continuation of that, and he's telling the president, well, you know, we we know the Russians are behind you. You have to do this. Mm-hmm. And Nick Fury shows up in his Nick Furyness and is like, "No, don't look. He's a scroll. He, you know, don't do. You know, at least give me some time. You know, call off the nukes. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to bring this. You know, World War Three. It's going to wipe everybody out. Don't do it." <laughs> and, before Those they damn counties. <laughs> Imagine if you turned up and said, "Do it, do it, do it. Fuck Putin, do it." <laughs> I'm with a scroll. <laughs> yeah, before that, they had Nick Fury was over talking to, and I forget his name, the bad scroll. Um, that he's been going against us into the usually appears as that young black guy. Yeah, uh, I know another guy. Mate, Fury, yeah. yeah, they were having their their showdown, and Nick Fury comes in all injured and breathing hard and <laughs> come to find out it's actually Daenerys. Uh, I forget her name now. Oh yeah. But, uh, the, yeah. yeah. She, she was actually shapeshifted into, uh, into fury mm-hmm. and they both end up getting all the powers of all the heroes they collected. And there was a big battle between them in the end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was enjoyable. Shall I say the last couple of episodes, you, you do get some battles. You get, okay. And again, a lot of people don't like it. That, that, uh, Oh, shit, I can't think Cheadle. of the name now, but the gal played uh, Daenerys. Amelia Clark. Thank you, Amelia. They don't like it that she was the one that took the big battle with the big bad guy. Uh, they thought that Fury should have no. been more involved with it. Oh, gee. Well, you know. But, well, she, he, has, to have, she has to do something because she hasn't done much, you know. Yeah. And but, also, weren't they building up to be a super scroll all, all, epi- all the episodes? Like, 
that was yeah, so that, there was a big battle yeah, between the, the the in quote super scroll i mean the comic super scroll was you know had the powers of the fantastic four yeah this was a lot like it had captain Mar- uh uh captain marvel the hulk mm. did um, he have all that as well i thought he just had the fantastic four i didn't realize he had this well in the, in the in the tv series oh i see oh right really there's no fantastic four right now in Marvel, oh, in so, in, so you're telling me in this TV show he has the powers of like the Hulk and Captain Marvel and stuff? At the, the last episode or two, yeah. They, oh. Nick Fury, during, during the battle, the uh, end game, during end game. What about Spider-Man? Does he have Spider-Man? Uh, they didn't show, so I'm assuming he does, but they didn't oh. show that. That's so pretty both cool. Both him and Amelia got all the powers. That's pretty cool, so man. So they're both super scrolls. Cool, and she's a bit more good, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she she's she's a good guy, and she was battling the bad guy, trying to stop him from wiping out. Australia's Ben Mendelsohn bought it in the episode we just watched. He's out. There's one pay, okay, yeah. there's one paycheck for Ben Mendelsohn gone. He's been limping along, <laughs> doing very little for years, just taking what I would think is a nice steady paycheck from Marvel for doing very little, and he finally <laughs> cashed out. Man, you know it's a sad to see a revenue source end for an Aussie, but there it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how much do you reckon? Like, how much you reckon Samuel yeah. was taking? I reckon Samuel was taking at least fifty to sixty percent of the budget for his salary. Oh, I'm sure at least. At least, man, because he's in. Yeah. He's in it. But this is the thing: people are complaining. Samuel is given a lot of screen time in this show. You know, it's a Samuel L. Jackson movie, which I mean, which I like. I mean, I, that's well, that's yeah. see, I've always liked him. Always liked him. Ever since I became aware of him. And to me, I'm like, well, the show can't be that bad if Samuel's given... I think he's given decent script. He's given decent time. You know, he's probably the best thing in the of the show, really, I think. Sorry, my wife's dog's going nuts. Oh, yeah, no worries, Ben. No worries. Wow. Um, yeah, but, I look, so basically, so take me through this. So there's the reveal that Cheadle is a flashback image from... Is it a hospital from when he got crippled, I assume? Is that right? What it is is everybody, everybody that's a scroll, all the humans that are scrolls, uh-huh. the humans are actually kept on, on that ship that they showed earlier in the season. Oh, uh, okay. So at the end, yeah, they, they rescue Don Oh, Cheadle like captives, they, yeah? Are they, are they yeah. alive or are they conscious they, they or what? Them, so they, yeah, they keep them captive. That way they can, they can mine their memories and oh. they can download their memories and then if they need to. So yeah, after oh. they the scrolls are defeated, yeah, they Amelia Clark goes in and starts freeing, and uh, Rhodey oh. is in a hospital gown and he's kind of limping. So it's kind of oh. it's kind of telling you when the, when he was kidnapped was sometime after he was injured in what was it Endgame? Uh, no, it was Civil War, man. When he got Civil crippled, War. Civil War he got crippled. At some point, yeah, he was he was in a hospital gown and he's he's kind of limping along. So yeah, Civil War of, because remember in Civil War he falls out of the sky, yeah, and he gets crippled. He gets crippled. Okay, yeah, now that was Civil War. Yeah. So wow, he's been a scroll since then. So we're we're not quite sure exactly. They haven't said exactly when, but it gives you kind of a time for you know a little bit that. I see he was in a hospital gown. He's he's weaker than everybody else. He's limping along. Well, that would explain why Cheadle's character is being such a prick in this show. Because I was like, since when is fucking War Machine such a fucking coward? Like, like when he's when he's dissing out on Nick Fury, I was like, whoa, fucking Cheadle! Yeah. Like, look at Cheadle here. He's really <laughs> yeah, dick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna scroll this into the entire show, and then okay. 
we're probably expecting maybe during the Winter Soldier War Machine show, he was probably he might have been a scroll then. Okay. Well, I, I think it's cool. I love Don Cheadle. I love they got him in the show. I love that. Uh, I yeah. mean, I love that this is because I'm really looking forward to that Armor Wars, either movie oh, yeah. or TV show. Because I, I, I like Iron Man. Iron Man was my first comic I ever bought, and I've always had a soft spot for Iron Man. Like, I know he wasn't a huge character at times, popularity, but I've always liked him. You know what I mean? Like, I, he interests me. I like War Machine too, and uh, so I've always liked that character. And the yeah. fact, see that fact that that one's going to be getting a show or movie. I'm, 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 I'm like, yeah, give, you can give me all the shit, bullshit, like Hawkeye Echo crap that I can just ignore. But like this, but it gives Cheadle something because War Machine hasn't had much of a personal story other than being crippled. There hasn't, you know, there hasn't been a lot that he's that he's kind of had to work with. He's a cool character. He's acted perfectly by Cheadle, but it's not like he's been given a lot of story in all these movies. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, I hear you. And yeah, yeah I was looking online and it was, apparently it was going to be a TV show. Yes. But I think they're making yeah. a movie now. Yeah. In September, 2022, it's been redeveloped as a feature film. Yeah. Now I, I think this gives it some legs because now we've got a story. He's been out of commission for five or six years. I saw some stuff on online that he's going to be dealing with the death of Tony because Tony yeah. was obviously alive, you know, previously. And I don't know. I think it's cool. Like, I, I just think he's a cool character. I really love the War Machine. You know what it comes from? Because all these things often, when we talk about our favorite, you know, toys and memories, a lot come from younger okay. years. X-Men, uh, it was Marvel versus Capcom, and War Machine came on in that. And I was just like, this guy is so fucking badass. You know, with the, with the fucking Sonic <laughs> Cannon, whatever he had. And I was like, when War Machine showed up to play, you were like, yeah, let's party fucking hard. You know? Um, <laughs> he's always been a hard charger for me. I like him a lot. And and I've and I, I always been a Cheadle fan. Uh, Rich constantly says Cheadle's too old for the role. Rich, take a spell, pal. You know? Uh, what's he supposed to do? Turn back time? You know, like turn back time and be like 30 again so you can be happy? Like, let the man, let the man have a career, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, just a great, just a great character. So I'm looking forward to that. So that was the big reveal, and, and to me, I'm like, that's a cool reveal. I would have liked more reveals like that through the show, where people yeah. actually characters we care about, like as opposed to characters we don't even fucking know turning into scrolls or Ben Mendelsohn's character, who was just I would say one of the worst characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I would say that Talos to me, one of the most boring characters, you know, and. Yeah. When he died, I felt relief, you know? I was like, oh, finally, fucking, he's dead. Good. Enough of his shit. Decent character. But, yeah, I mean, he, it wasn't a... I say, yeah, Don Cheadle was was the, the only real big yeah. surprise. I was sad to see Kobe Smulders die because I've always liked her character and I like that actress, um, Maria Hill. Yeah. I, I, I was sort of surprised when... I thought she was going to turn into a scroll, actually. That's what I... I was on. I'm on a. I've got this TV time app that I use to keep track of my shows and movies yeah. and everything. And yeah, you know, a lot of people are you know, after she when she, she died. That was the first episode. Yeah. How did you kill her off? I'm like, well, don't count her out yet. We're dealing with a show with shape shifting aliens. You know. Sure. Yeah. Because they show her die doesn't mean she's dead. But apparently she's dead. But but if but if she'd been a scroll, she would have turned into a scroll when she died. Yeah. So, look. Obviously, they just couldn't afford her. You know. Obviously, they've kept her around 
uh, again, she's been given bit pieces and she's probably said either use me or, uh, you know, I'm done. Like, yeah. you know, like it's not like they gave her a lot to do. Um, now, this is funny. This is from Michael Kellershin, one of our listeners. After years of pressure from Australian podcaster David Finn, the United States Congress will hold a panel to address the existence of UFOs. I saw this on the news the other night. Some of the speakers will include former U.S. intelligence officer who claimed the USO, the U.S. government has non-human spacecraft retrieval centers, and former naval pilots will testify in encounters with unidentified flying crafts. Some UFO whistleblowers have stated the cover-up of non-human tech goes as far back as the 1940s, when Pope Pius XII tipped off the U.S. government that Mussolini's fascist government had alien tech hidden away from a crash in Italy in 1933. I've always said the crash landings happened in World War II. I've always felt that the um, the US government and the Russians have got some alien tech. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say this confirms it, but I feel we're getting closer to the truth. Uh, Aaron, your thoughts, man? You're there. You're on the scene. What are you hearing over there? I haven't listen to much news just because it pisses me off but <laughs> but I, I have heard some yeah they're coming out with saying that there is something out there and again i've never always been i'm not one of these that says yes there's definitely aliens out there da, 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 but why not yeah I, you know we can't be the only planet out there with with intelligent life and definitely. i mean i i don't know see the only thing i wonder it makes me wonder is that why would aliens come to earth I mean, if I was anything, I would avoid this. Like, you know, like you're driving through the ghetto, roll your windows up, and oh, good you, point. You download, but you speed a little bit quicker to get through it. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. To colonize, yeah, maybe to colonize, dude. To colonize. What's that? Well, I'm thinking yeah. colonize, um, slave labor, minerals. You know, resources yeah. that that I'm kind of stuff. Sure you know? they could get, but but yeah, I mean, yeah, we, you know. America, you know, America had Trump as a president for four years, and you know, the country's gonna get Trump in charge. You know, why go? They don't make the best choices. Move on. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good one. Um, I mean, yeah, so, I wor- I wonder right. how worried an alien civilization would be by our tech, by our military arsenal. You know, because even though we're not interplanetary, we certainly do have nuclear capabilities and stuff like that like we're not pushovers in terms of right you know the military if, if they've got the technology to travel mm. great distance like you know they would have to have to get here mm. i'm sure that our weapons don't scare them true i'm yeah. you know they're advanced enough that you know it's like you know monkeys with hammers walking down the street you're not gonna be scared of that true or you know they just send the shock troopers in. They send in the fucking robots and clean us up. Oh. Yeah, they, I'm sure they, they've got ways of taking care of us stupid humans. Yeah. So. Wow, yeah, man. I, I, what if it's yeah. just one craft that's <laughs> crash landed, like a like a scout craft, where they don't have? It's not a military vessel. I, right. I've always felt like perhaps some. That's kind of what's crash landed. Just some sort of scout craft, Possibly. and they've just reverse engineered some of the tech. Um, or a scout you know. craft, maybe it's you know. Mon out for a drive through the galaxy and mm. they had a hiccup in their system and they crashed on earth. And, and it's not, you know, it's not like military or scouting or it's just, you know, ordinary, you know, right. Civilian. Civilian. Craft. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they fucking crashed on earth. And <laughs> Dude, I fucking want to see this shit, man. Look, I'll even go this far. I wouldn't mind an interplanetary war. Like it'll make life interesting. You know, 
if she, if she I don't went know, that far, because you know, but <laughs> <laughs> she she got yeah. fucking real, man. You know what real I mean? Man. Like back really to basics. Back to basics, <laughs> like fucking hiding out in the woods as the aliens, like you know, invading and shit. Like it'd be full on, man. Like it'd give my yeah, life some cool. purpose, man. You know, like it'd keep you on the fucking edge. You know, out yeah, of the nine to five grind. Dave, I'm 53 years old. At this point, I'm trying to find, like I say, I, I'm trying to find the easiest way through life at this point. Sure. I don't fucking need that in my life. Maybe back when I was in my 20s, late teens. Yeah, sure. I, I go hunting through the woods, you know, and whatever. Yeah, at this point, yeah, no, I don't I don't need that bullshit. Yeah, I must admit, I'm 49 with a bad hip, bad knee, bad back. Um, I yeah. think I'd last probably one night. And then I'd be like, this is just too bad hard. Bad back, bad knees, yeah. bone spurs in my heels. Yeah. Let's hope we're not in the strike team to wipe out the alien nest, man, because we could be struggling, you know? <laughs> yeah, I used to love camping when I was younger. Yeah, now that I'm older, yeah, I can't do it. The ground's too hard. And... Yeah, oh, yeah, it's hard. Man. Yeah. It's hard, dude. But, but you know, it's going to be interesting to – because I, I, I saw a bit of the press conference or the hearings, and these guys were saying that uh, – they definitely they were navy pilots and they encountered these crazy shit i mean the thing is it could be chinese craft or something from some some high tech you know you think the chinese are probably at a pretty high technical level it could be some sort of stealth craft that they're developing right. you know just like the us has you know what i mean like that next oh, yeah. le- you know you know what i mean like the next level next level stuff that the ordinary civilians don't know about that they've got like, it's not like the U.S. government details, and neither should they, all their stealth bombers right. and stuff, like, exactly how good they are. Like, of course, they don't want right. anyone to know. I'm sure the Chinese have similar stuff like that. They'd be on about the same level. That or maybe Russia. I don't know how they Russia, are. yeah. But, I mean, look at Russia and Ukraine. They're still they're trapped yeah. in there, man. I, you know, maybe they need a few more fucking stealth craft in there. Like, <laughs> it just feels like Russia's yeah. tied up with its own problems. China's probably the, China's probably the best bet. Yeah. You're right on that. China is it? Is it? Isn't that what, what did Trump used to say? Like the Chinese virus. China. China. <laughs> he, had a, he had a racist way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. well, anyways, whatever, man. Um, <laughs> we should we should get some audio clip of when he used to go on about the China virus. Yeah, <laughs> um, no. that was the, got the golden <laughs> days, man. Now, some news here has come across my desk. Now, I'm not sure if it's a rumour or if this is fact, but apparently Blades' Wesley Snipes is reportedly coming to Deadpool 3 alongside Ryan Reynolds and Australia's own Hugh Jackman, according to an industry insider. Now, I believe I was getting some feedback this week that apparently Ryan Reynolds has talked a lot of smack about Wesley since Blade 3. Apparently Ryan Reynolds has like been fairly merciless in his kind of comedy satire on Wesley. I fucking love Wesley. I love Ryan Reynolds, don't get me wrong, but I love Wesley Snipes' Blade. I mean, what do you think, man? Uh, Do you think it's possible? It's possible. I enjoyed Wesley Snipes' Blade. Um, If it's a multiverse-type thing, they might do it. Mm. I I believe they're trying to reboot Blade. There is a movie that's been stalled, but it's in in pre-production, yeah. So so it depends on if they're going for the multiverse route. I don't know. I've heard... See, I think with Great Assault, because I've heard a lot of people supposed to supposed to be in the Deadpool three. Mm. Professor X, I've heard. I've heard. Uh, I'm trying to think what I've heard. Several characters supposed to appear in 
uh, Deadpool 3. So. They said the entire X-Men original cast is going to yeah. be in there. Um, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'll see what I'm definitely going to watch. I, I'm i not a huge Deadpool fan as far as the comic book character. Really? But I enjoy the movies. Okay, the movies are great. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, not having Yeah, it's going to be... Junkyard, knock it off. Wake it. There's so, no one there. Knock it off. What happened? Oh, both dogs are at the front door barking for someone there, but <laughs> they're going crazy, are they? Um, yeah, yeah. I love Deadpool. I mean, I'm a huge Deadpool fan, but this feels like they're going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at this movie. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's if there's almost a blink and you miss a Wesley cameo. You know? Yeah, I'm just a. I'm afraid if the, if the, all these rumors are true, there may be too much going on. Sure, is my only concern, but I'm definitely in for it because yeah. Ryan does a great job as Deadpool. So I'm definitely in. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I hope the main focus is Ron Reynolds and uh, Hugh Jackman. You know, that's got to yes. be the, co- that's got to be the core of this movie as far as I'm concerned, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and it's great to hear, you know, where's this knife's going to be in it. All the X-Men are going to be in it. I hope they're running in it very briefly, you know, because, yeah. There was a good scene, I think, in Deadpool 2 where they opened a door up and the X-Men cast was all in there <laughs> listening to Beast or something. Like it was a or Professor Xavier. It was a it was a nice yeah. way to include them without them taking up any real screen time, you know? Yeah. It was yeah. I thought I thought that, that was very tastefully like done. <laughs> um Yeah, no, it was good stuff, man. Like Jesus Christ, I love those movies. Uh now um San Diego Comic Con uh, news. Uh, look, overall consensus was that people were happy that Hollywood wasn't there, man. Like there was not a lot of Hollywood presence, um, yeah. because due to the writers and actors strike. Yeah. And um, Jesus Christ, Jubilee pissed me off. He was like, "Comic Con is for comics again," and I'm like, "You're so disingenuous." You know, like the reason. <laughs> The reason for that is due to the writers and actors' strike, Jim Lee. So don't pretend like, you know, you're making it all about comics again. It's only comics orientated because they're forced to. I find yes. I just find him, I know he's a great artist, but God, he's a spineless publisher, you know? Like, spineless yeah. is the word I used to describe him. Like, he has no backbone. It's just, what he says to me, it's just so weightless, you know? And yeah. I just, I just roll my eyes so fucking hard when I saw him say that. You know, wait, wait till next year when he's when he's groveling again. You know, <laughs> and yeah, I have been to Comic Con in two decades, but I hear it's ridiculous now to try to get anywhere to do anything because there's so many people down there because it's expanded so much. So I see where people are coming from that are, oh, good, the movie stuff ain't there because it won't be as big. But yeah. I don't know. I, I've got mixed feelings on it. You got mixed feelings, mixed emotions, like the Rolling Stones song, man. Um, we had a new Punisher, uh, and believe you me, I fucking hate how they they sent Frank Castle to Fantasyland. There's a new Punisher, uh, wider than the old Punisher. Um, Michael Kellerman was very disappointed. Someone named Joe Garrison. The suit makes him look like a Shield agent, a kinder, a gentle, gentler Punisher. And Michael Kellerman said, "Let's hope at least he's gay." I certainly hope he is. Um, they need to do something to change it up because, I mean, supposedly Marvel were too scared of the Punisher, supposedly. And so what, there's a new Punisher days later? Like, it's a gimmick. It's a sales fucking gimmick. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, Joe Garrison, he ain't going to last more than 12 months. Joe Garrison is on a fast train of nowhere, you know? Uh, oh, it's like 
they killed off Thor in the comics and they brought in uh, Jane as the new Thor. Sure. It's like, oh, it's, it's woke. He's getting rid of Thor. And they're fucking Thor showing up. But Chris Helmsworth showing these movies. Yeah. They're not going to get yeah. rid of him. Thor's, the original Thor is going to be back. Yeah. Uh, same way when Superman died back in the 80s or 90s. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna be back. He was back. Frank's gonna be back as Punisher. He, he's he is the Punisher. He so. does. And, and I I said to um I said to my my pal Phil um I said what they needed to do was instead of just making a, a very similar version of Punisher, why not make a different fucking version? Like make the Punisher like a mutant, like or, yeah. bl- or blue skinned or something. Something where it's like it's the moniker of Punisher. But it's so radically different that you actually get a real gimmick factor, like when Superman changed yeah. his costume, and then you know that within six or twelve months you're going to revert back to Frank. Like rather than, oh, here's another one similar to the other one. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, no, it's, you know, well, it's like over, take it back to GI Joe because that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, spoilers: uh, they killed Snake Eyes off, that's but in the very Storyline where they killed Snake Eyes off. There was one of his, his white buddies was with them. They got his face damaged, his throat hurt. So he threw on Snake Eyes costume, became the new Snake Eyes. Lame. Nothing different. Same exact costume. A bit later on, they brought in Dawn. I forget her last name, but as a female Snake Eyes, I like that. Mm. And, and they used the brainwave scanner to kind of implant some of Snake Eyes' memories into her. Mm. So she's got the snake eyes of memories and abilities, but she's got her own thing going on. Mm. Don Moreno, that's her name. But I, I like that better. But yeah, when they, yeah. they took and let me replace snake eyes in the same storyline with another white guy with a damaged face and messed up. Well, you're, it's the same thing. Yeah. Same thing with the Punisher. Uh, they, they, like you said, they need to do, if they're going to replace the Punisher, they need to do something radical or something. Yeah, have an alien do it or yeah. a mutant. Or, well, I'm, I'm thinking of Lynn, Lynn Michaels was um, the female Punisher in the '90s when they when yeah. Dixon, great character, great character. In the yeah, '90s, yeah. they had she's a great character. I remember as Rachel Colves, I think was a Greg Rucker one. Um, you know, you need to vary it up. But I've been bringing Lynn Michaels back in a fucking heartbeat, please. You know. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I enjoyed those stories. Yeah, but she hey, was a good Punisher. I'll yeah. take a fucking shot. Uh, Tom Brevoort, a fucking clown, and CB Sabolski's fat clone. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. These guys don't have a five year plan. They haven't got a five month plan, Aaron. You know, they're fucking day by day. These guys. Yeah, they're clowns. And that's no way to run. That's they need to. You need to have a plan. You need to have but... a plan, and and dare I say, even a good plan. And when you've got Akira Yoshida. AKA CB running the show, a guy who was hiding out under a Japanese pen name for part of his career. Um, you've got a guy, <laughs> you've got a guy who doesn't know what he's doing, you know? And, yeah, um, no, I yeah, I mean, I, I tweeted Brevoort and CB and said, you guys are a disgrace. And, and, and Brevoort came back and said, I'm sorry, you don't like direction. We stand by it. I said, what do you stand by? You've pissed all the Punisher fans off. Like, why? So why, what, you know, what's your end fucking goal here? Like to, to alienate all the Punisher fans so what, all these mythical Punisher fans can suddenly embrace it? Like, it's not going to happen. You know, like, yeah. they're so busy in just... It, it's a mixture of gimmicks and cowardice, and it's so funny that we're trying to decide which one it is, you know? yeah. Are they just yeah, cowards, or is it just a gimmick? I've made that complaint about DC and Marvel for, for decades now. that they, they do changes to bring in new fans, but at the same time, they're they're pissing off the old long-term, long-term fans. Yeah. And the fans that leave because they're pissed off, are they replacing with enough 
new fans. They're not. I don't see it. They're, they're so, not, man. They're, but, and they and know the they're not. You know? That. The comic book sales show that. And just the lack of success, even when the, the lack of success of them as, as comic book publishers, even when the characters in pop media have never been bigger. You know? Right. Like when we no, were yeah, kids, no. when we were kids, Hulk and Spider-Man were big in the school ground. But yeah, and that they may have been a cartoon, but they weren't. They weren't everywhere. They weren't as big as they are now. You know, like oh yeah, definitely. If I was a kid now, like at that age, that impressionable age, um, there'd be absolutely. It'd be like being in heaven. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> oh no, I've said yeah. before that this is a great time to be a geek. Mm. Because yeah, I mean yeah, when we were kids, yeah, we 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 watched what we had because that's all we had. Exactly, yeah. Now there's so much crap out. I said as we've talked about previously, I don't care for the Peacemaker TV series. Mm. I don't watch it. I've got enough crap to watch without watching that. Exactly. Because yeah. there's enough geeky stuff and good stuff out there that I can get by. You know, that's you can pick and choose. Same way with like the Teen Titans HBO show. I hate that. Mm. Just because again, they they I watched a couple episodes here and there. I I don't like what they did of Hawk and Dove because I love Hawk and Dove's characters. Mm. I don't like the that. And just I tell you what, though, that that, I, that woman who played Dove, she is so fucking beautiful. Like oh yeah, oh my so. oh my god. Like I will say this: out of when I when I Minka Kelly, I believe her name is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. You know, the guy went on to do the show that my dad watches, Jack Reacher. The guy who played Hawk, Alan, Alan, someone, Alan. I don't know what his last name is, but he he went on to to play Jack Reacher on on Amazon. Yeah, my my father's a massive fan. Yeah, Aaron. The thing with Punisher, I think, like in, in some ways, it's a positive sign to me that they're putting out this kind of bullshit character because really they're not. You know, like it 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 turns out like what like this is going to be a slightly kinder Punisher. They're not going to get rid of him. Frank Castle's got to come back. He's Punisher. I don't think John Garrison's got legs on him, but this is a way of keeping the franchise alive. You know, um, I believe John Berthnall's coming back uh, in the Daredevil show. Punisher's too big to fail, you know? Well, like I said about about the Thor, another reason, you know, that they're going to bring back Frank is because, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to bring back the Punisher from the Marvel Mm. TV stuff, so... Yeah. yeah, I don't see them having a different Punisher in the comics. Much though, I got- would yeah, much though, I would love to rant and rave. I, I I actually feel reasonably comfortable that we're going to get Frank Castle again. You know, we're just going to be a bit, yeah. a bit patient here. Uh, it hasn't always been my strongest suit, patience, but maybe <laughs> I'm just hey, maybe I'm just you know becoming a better person. You know what I mean? As a just a yeah. human being, like it's taken forty nine years. You know, because normally, uh, I've said normally, like, seriously, some of these fucking clowns, I'd like to drag them out to the square and put them under the guillotine. And, you know, but but now I'm like, let's go French Revolution on some of these pricks. But now I'm like, well, slow down, slow down. Let's not incite violence. You know, if it happens, it happens, Aaron. Hey, I'm going to wash my hands of it. You know what I mean? Like, if it's chaos in the streets over, over this, well, I'll sit back with my popcorn, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I said, as long as I'm not involved, I can see a junkyard when you sit there and watch all the action. Yeah, I don't. That's it. I love your dog, man. Junkyard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of dog is he, man? What? 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 what he's a lab. He's a lab. With some chew. He looks beautiful. How old? Uh, he is about six months old. Oh, okay. So he's still young. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So you're fattening him up? Good old labs. I love to eat. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. He's, in fact, I, I forgot to feed him. I need to feed him here in a few minutes. Poor thing. Yeah, man. I think we've basically said it all. Punisher, uh, give us Lynn Michaels. Give us someone else. Give us a mutant. Yeah. Give us a fucking scroll. Give us anything. And then in maybe 12 months' time, bring Frank back from Fantasyland, you know, where he's, mm-hmm. he's doing a timeout. We know he's coming back. Like I say, when they changed the Punisher skull, I haven't been reading the books just because, yeah. as I talked about earlier time, mm. when they changed his skull, you know, his costume, the skull emblem, people are complaining about that. Sure. He's going to go back. Yeah. They're going to go back to the original design because that, that's who he is. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, yeah, like at the end of the day, too, like, it, it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, I don't want to get political, but it's bullshit that they just try to, they're trying to find things to act like they're offended of, but at the same time trying to milk it. You know what I mean? Like, really all they care about is somehow trying to make him a character that people are talking about. I get that. I guess it's the hypocrisy. It's the cowardice. It's CB. It's Tom Brevoort. These are people I wouldn't fucking trust to drive down to the supermarket and pick me up a fucking pack of biscuits. You know, they, they'd fuck that They'd fuck that up. They'd come back with a pineapple. I'd say, what the fuck have you given me a pineapple for? I asked for biscuits. You know, yeah. back you go, CB, you fat little ass. Get down there. You know, maybe maybe walk this one. You know, don't 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 take the car. You need to shed some pounds, big guy. You know, he'd, str- he'd struggle. He'd struggle to get up my drive. Little Kiri Yoshida. I'd love to see him try. Uh, he'd get to the top. I go, go again, big guy. Back you go. <laughs> anyway, they're clowns, man. Um, now, uh, TMNT uh, Last Ronin, um, which was the last Ronin comic. Sort of like a dark future where it's just one of the turtles left. Um, the second, the second version's coming. Um, last Ronan two. Um, he's back. Um, he's even more last this time. <laughs> I haven't read the books, but I've seen that ads for it. Yeah, it looks yeah, interesting. It is meant to be cool. Um, also, the original eighty-seven show is hicking, he's heading to Nickelodeon and Paramount with the broadcast rights recently secured. That's fantastic news. That's from Rich. We'll say this. Guess what? I've got the full DVD set, my friend. I'm okay. <laughs> right on. Yeah, this... I enjoyed that that version of the Turtles. Oh, it's great. It was fantastic. You know, they say what you want about physical media, and I certainly don't buy much at all. But tell you what, uh, when COVID hit, when COVID hit, I picked up the GI Joe full collection on DVD. I picked up the full Turtles. I picked up the full Transformers. I picked up the full He Man. And I said to myself. I'm not relying on these streamers to fuck me around, you know? Yeah, no, I've always been that way. I, if, I, if I'm if i buying something, I want the physical, whether it's a book or a, yeah. a comic or a movie, I want the physical object that way because I've heard too many horror stories of people buying something and then the distributor or whatever pulling it for whatever reason. Exactly. Or, and it's always when you want to watch it too. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's Seriously, yeah. it's that night where you're like, oh, free night, fuck, sweet. I want to put on some classic turtles. Good luck, you know? And you're like, yeah, seriously, no, I've got like six streamers and not one of these fuckers carries it? Yeah. Yeah, I got, I've got G.I.G. I've got the Transformers series. I've got, you know, Wonder Woman. I've got, you know, all these different stuff. The wow, 90s does, TV show. Yeah. I've got yeah, the Fugitive I, I, box set, man. I love the Fugitive box set, the 60s show. I've got the Hulk yeah. box set, Xena, oh, Buffy, and Angel. Now, they're on my shelf. I don't often pull them down, but, if, but just the knowledge that they're there, you know? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, that's... Yeah, I got my DVD DVD shelf here in front of me in the living room, and yeah, it's got all my comic book related movies on there. And then uh, applies, the top, uh, applies to women too. I prefer the physical if I'm going to buy one. You know, like yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to buy a digital. It, it's 
Yeah, it's it's not the same. A digital yeah. a digital whore just cannot beat a physical one. Let's face it. Yeah. Know? No, definitely. I'd much rather have a physical whore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now, had some GIJ classified news coming out of San Diego. I watched the panel again. One fucking great guy who films the panel. I don't know why Hasbro aren't putting out an official fucking. Why are they relying on some streamer to do it on his phone? I, I don't understand. Because Hasbro, as I've been saying, is a joke. They do not know how to handle. They don't know what to do. But how hard is it to work at how, like how to record a fucking panel? It's not hard. Like they're relying on some schmuck in YouTube land to do it. And God bless him for doing it because, like, like <laughs> I, I don't understand. I, I just don't get it. I'm like, like what? This is only this news can only be for the is intended for like what the hundred and fifty people in the fucking room. Why? It's, it's yeah. a world anyway. The good news was, bless this guy for doing it. Uh, now, I'm not going to go through all the details, but the Baroness and the Twins are out in, like, Crimson. I don't know what the word is to describe it, the Crimson Strike Team or something. It's the Baroness yeah. in, in the Crimson. I'm going to pick it up because, I mean, I haven't got the Twins and I want to I get them in Crimson. I think they look really good. And the Baroness, as always, looks good. I can put her on the bike, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, she get on the bike, that's for sure. Um, and also Retro Duke and Retro Scarlet, I think they're, they're pickups for me. Um, where are you on those? Um, well, I've got the I've got the twins when they came out. Yeah, a little disappointed they didn't come out originally as a two pack with the mirror like they did originally. But I've got the classified twins. I've got a Baroness, so I probably won't pick up the red the crimson copies just because it's repaint and I don't have the money. Yeah, if no, that's extra, fair. It's fair. It's fair. Money, I definitely would. Well, I'm kind of, good. I'm kind of patting myself on the back for not picking up the twins because I was just about to, but now they're in the crimson. I think they actually look yeah. even better. Um, but Retro Duke and Retro Scarlets, I've got copies of Duke and Scarlet, but yeah. having said that, I'll probably get the retro versions also. Now, are you? Because uh, I mean, I'm, I'm terrible. I never collected. Um, the you know, the smaller figures back in the day. Um, I, do you have a massive collection of those smaller figures and then you've had to redo it all with classified? Like, what's the story? No, I wish. Uh, I bought, I got into the toys around the same time I got in the comics, 87, 86. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I bought some of the previous years. They were still on the shelf. Uh, I bought it for a couple of years and then I, I moved out of my mom's house and I made the mistake of moving out and I don't have room for all this. So I ended up selling everything. Right. Okay. So I got rid of all my stuff when I moved out. So I, over the last few years, I went and I rebought mm-hmm. the old stuff. So I've got some old stuff I've bought, uh, but I and right now I say for the classified, I started buying almost. I I said I wasn't gonna get into it, mm-hmm. but at this point I've got almost half, over half. It's pretty tempting. It's easy to say that, but you Jesus Christ, you see them there and you're like, these look pretty good. You know, I'm mainly right now sticking to the retro figures that I really like. Yeah. So retro Duke and retro Scarlet, I definitely will get them. Um, I don't think yeah. I've got Duke. I've got Scarlet in um, uh, one of her variants. I'm not even sure which variant is off the top of my head, but it's it's one of the variants of Scarlet that came out. I don't think it's the just the most basic version. Um, it's not Tiger Island, but it's one of those groups, you know? Um, yeah, I've got, yeah, I got the first Duke they released in this classified. And I think they did a Scarlet then also. I've got they those. Did. They, so. they did, yeah, they did. Um, but anyway, so and then also the Dreadnoughts are coming out. At least two of them were in the list. Yes. I'm going to pick those up because I've got Zartan and I like the Dreadnoughts. Definitely. Yeah, I've got Zartan. I've got uh, Zorana. Do they come with bikes and stuff? 
as well? Uh, sadly, no, they do not. I they should. Jesus Christ, That's- Baroness of Cycle is going to get a run by about 50 different people. Like, she's going to get the shits badly. You know, she comes out and she's like, "Seriously, the dreadnoughts on my cycle. I'm going to start killing people." Like, just in fact, I got a buddy at work that he's mainly into the Cobras, but mm-hmm. we were talking. Yeah, you know, I say Zartan. They, especially the retro one they released. Yeah, they should have released him with the Swamp Skier. Yeah, definitely. And they should have came out with motorcycles for the dreadnoughts because. Yeah, why? Why not? Like, I mean, that's what yeah. they're famous for. Those guys. I love those guys. Though. They're awesome. Yeah. Some of those no, guys they, are Australians, aren't they? Uh, am I right? The characters, yeah. like some? Yeah. Uh, Buzzer is from England, but I believe the rest of them are from Australia. See, that's another reason why I love them. Yeah, They're, the Jedi are a very Australian group. I like, uh, it's his sister as well. What, Zarana, is that her name? Zarana. Yeah, I've reached her in the comics, and she's a great character. Okay. I, I love her. Yeah, I've got, I've got that figure they've released. Yeah. You know what? Um, while we're talking, that's going to be moving into my queue. Um, that's for sure. I've, I've, uh, I'm waiting for Xandar. We need more vehicles, like, and I, yes. I, I look. I understand. Like the more hardcore GI Joe guys are, like, we need tanks, we need this, but I'd settle for some fucking bikes. You know? Like, yeah, no, they're and they're they're coming out with more. Okay. They're starting to come out with more vehicles. So okay, so they're, uh, they're, they're hearing us. Which one was it? They announced the crap. The crap was one of the Jeeps. Right, yes. It was Clutch's Jeep, I think. Uh, I believe it may have been Clutch's Jeep that they, whatever that's called. I don't don't know what it's called, but I think it was Clutch's Jeep. I think, and the only reason I know this, I think I heard it on another show somewhere. So. I don't have pictures. I'm not sure. Yeah, 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 one of them they've announced. They've got the Trouble Bubble coming out, which I've got two of those pre-ordered. I'm going to get two Trouble Bubbles. (laughs) Two trouble I've got, got sure. pre order through Hasbro Pulse because, yeah, I'm, I'm a anyone that listens to me talk about G.I. Joe, mm. I, I'm a big Trouble Bubble fan. So I don't know what it is. It just makes me happy every time I see him. What about a Fang? I, I would like to have a Fang too. That'd be nice. I've got the retro Fang they released. That's cool. Did, did you but, pick uh, up the. Are you wealthy enough to have picked up all those Haslabs lately, like his tanks and all that stuff? No, no. I'm not nowhere near that wealthy. Because, no. you know, because the, there's some. They're sort of not gettable. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they're gettable in Australia, but like, it, it's not as easy because I, you know, like I think with the shipping costs and everything. But I mean, they set you back a pretty penny. What did his tank set back? Was it 500 bucks US? No, his tank I think was 300. I want to say that's pretty expensive, though. You know, like no, it, was it was classified size. It came with a a shit ton of figures. Mm. So if you had that, it wasn't too bad if you broke it. I would have bought it if I was over there. I, I know me. I would have fucking said. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, I'm not going to get it. Then suddenly it's in my queue. Suddenly I bought it. Yeah. Suddenly. No, if I had the money, I would have got it. It, yeah, it, no, did it look was good. very nice. Um, it, it did look really good, uh, to be honest. Um, real quick. Here we go. I'm, look, I'm a Hasbro site right now just checking. See what, what about the Dragonfly? So, okay. yeah. So the Hiss was $300. Okay. What about the Dragonfly? Okay. Are, are you picking that up or are you just staying well, well no. away from this HasLab stuff? Again, if I had the extra cash, I would get it. Sure. But yeah, I don't have what is it? it's two seventy four. But you've got all these kids, you've got all these grandkids, you know, expenses yeah. like uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so one of the so one of the kids maybe you know. <laughs> yeah. See where you no, can get. If I, 
had what I call fuck you money, I would have bought one. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of fuck you money, I just I got a news item just then reported to me that James Cameron's uh, fucking house is up for sale for thirty three million dollars. Like, who thought that I needed to see that? Like, we're like, oh, you know what? Like, they report this news like like I'm browsing in the thirty million dollar category for houses. You know, like James Cameron's fucking estate. Like Jesus Christ. Like, I'm sure it's one of his many estates too. You know, he's probably oh, yeah. dotted around the globe. <laughs> yeah, the, the dragonfly is just shy of three hundred dollars for the dragonfly. It comes with a, a very nice uh, wild bill figure. Mm. Very nice. And then the unlocks they they revealed a uh, ripcord, crazy legs, and then a character named Glenda, which showed up somewhere for like five seconds. Right. Well, it, it did look cool, um, but the his tank was more my cup of tea. Uh, I, I was I, I was kind of salivating about the his tank. Uh, the his tank looked awesome. Very nice. Yeah, lights up and room for a couple of classified figures inside. And yeah, yeah. it was. I tell you yeah, what, my I favorite really figures. I, I, I'm a big fan of the bats, the cobra bats. I've got about like three or four different versions of those guys. Um, yeah, in fact, I've got one sitting here on my my editing my my mixing board, mm. watching me. He's just watching and <laughs> making sure you do what you know. Yeah. says to do. Um, now we had uh, there's some information. Skybound's coming out with the GI Joe and Transformers comics now. Um, yeah. For the Energon Universe, which is the universe that they're doing at Skybound, we know Robert Kirkman is heavily involved. It's his imprint. Much will revolve around the central mystery and void rivals that kept these t- two supposed species apart and at war. But as to who constructed these lives, who set up the conspiracy, and why, that will be the payoff. And for those who have asked, which included me. Yes, there are replans. There are plans to republish both the classic Marvel and IDW Transformers and GI Joe collections, possibly this year. Well, nice. good. Um, I own everything digitally, but I would, um, I, I would, I would love it if they started putting out like big hard covers of the original GI Joe collections. Yes, please. Yeah, and no, I've got, I got, yeah, volume three and volume volume one, volume three. When Marvel did it, yeah, and I've got two for when IDW did it. Cool. Well, that's good. I've um, got the original link. I've got but, it digitally. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I'd, I'd, I'd love. I, I'd collect that. That for me, that's something that I would. I would dedicate my money to. I'd also collect the um, IDW stuff up to a certain point. I think when Chuck Dixon, Mike Coster, and Larry are doing it, it's fantastic stuff. You know? Right. I know it drops off at the end where we get the guy who hated America who was writing it. Remember that guy? That clown? I think oh, but was... see, Larry, Larry wrote, for the most part, the entire yeah. Real American Hero run on IDW. But yeah, then there was the other books. Yeah, but like, you know the guy I'm talking about towards the end? The guy who yeah. was like, I hate America. Audbury Citizen, I believe his name was. A total clown. Um, <laughs> it's like, hey, who, who gave this guy G.I. Joe? Like, yeah, I... this fucking communist. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, for America, <laughs> America. Um, they should have knocked on his door and said, Look, "This was a test, and you failed. Haul him off <laughs> to Guantanamo Bay." Um, anyway, just my ideas, just my thoughts. Now, I did have a little. You're wrong. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm. I'm really wrong, man. That's the thing. When you run your own show, very rarely do people tell you you're wrong. Now, I have some details, though. I on, this is my research. So Transformers 1 is out on the 4th of October. I'm not as interested in the Transformers comics, but I know some people are. Um, in terms of G.I. Joe, Duke 1 by Joshua Williamson, Tom Riley, and Geordie Bellair will be out on December 27th and will tell all new origins for G.I. Joe and Cobra. 
And I was like, why are they origins for Cobra in a book called Duke? But anyway, um, Joshua Williamson says that Cobra Commander is a horror comic, but a master manipulator. And it's not just about him being in fights. Okay. Cobra Commander. I'm thinking thinking they're going to have two separate universes or something, because I know Larry's continuing the Real American Hero run also. Yeah, they are. Obviously, yeah, he's given, he's just continuing and doing what he's been doing, you know? This is all for the um, the main thing that they're setting up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, then, yeah. so Cobra Commander is coming out on the 17th of January, uh, 2024, mm-hmm. um, by Joshua Williamson, Andrea Milani, and Annalisa, whoever that is. Sounds like a fucking um, rock star, just a one-namer, just Annalisa. Like, we're supposed to know who that <laughs> is. Um, blah, blah, blah. They, the rest of it's boring. It's just all about Kirkman locking in the deal and stuff. Like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, he seems to be a fan of the property to have even bothered to purchase it, you know, to get the license. I mean, he, he must have had a fairly strong pitch. I read that Void Rivals one. I mean, I wasn't. It, it seemed very basic to me. And then he had Jetfire turn up, and I'm like, okay, let's just get the story started. Do we need all this setup? You know? Yeah, I I've, I've got a copy of it to read. I'm like, I haven't read a chance to read it yet, but it's okay. It's it's nothing it. fantastic. It's just it's very very basic, you know. Yeah, um, and I see Jeff goes up at the end, so I'm like, okay. Well. Yeah, Jet Fire. That's the good part. That's the part where you're like, oh, this is. Uh, at first, I was like, what the fuck am I reading? Like, why am I wasting my time? Um, you know, where's Optimus? And then suddenly, Jet Fire turned up, and I was like, okay, fair play, Kirkman. You've actually given us something. You've done something with our lives. But uh, <laughs> but I am looking forward to. Um, the G.I. Joe comics, you know, I, I love a G.I. Joe comic fan, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, come on, like, they can, surely they can't fuck it up. You'd hope so. Williamson is hit or miss. I, I've liked some Williamson stuff a lot. He, he's hit more often than missed, but his hits haven't been like 10 out of 10s. They've been like 7, 7.5ers, you know? Right. He's that kind of guy. If you want a guy who's slightly above average, there's your guy, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, yeah, it's. I, I think of it like a team, like a baseball team or something. You get a guy, he's dependable. You know, he can hold a position. He's, you know, he's not going to let you down too many times, but he's not going to win a ton of games for you. He's going to be a supporting cast member. That's him. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Got to think. Got to think of it like that, man. And I hope his salary reflects it as well. Now, um, this was interesting. Emmy Award winner Keith David joins the cast of the new series Master Universe Revolution as the voice of Hordak. Uh, known as the, yeah, known as the ruthless leader of the evil intergalactic empire known as the Horde. Hordak was once the mentor and master of Skeletor. I used to love Hordak as a kid. Like, I thought he visually was so fucking cool. And I'm glad to hear there's more He-Man because I know, I know Rich, oh, poor old Rich, he was unhappy about that Kevin Smith He-Man. Jesus Christ. He was crying some salty tears, my friend. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it either. I, I thought, I, I mean, what I watched, I watched so many three episodes. But but now that I read this, I want to finish it because it's only one season, right? So yeah. So is yeah, Smith involved in this new one, or is he off? I'm sorry. Is Kevin Smith involved in this new I'm one? I'm just trying to look and see. Mm. He yeah, this, he in general this, he in general mm-hmm. pisses me off. Like Kevin Smith, I find Kevin Smith has turned into a complete clown as the years have gone by. Um, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on that. You remember, remember that shit, like where he's like sobbing, watching the fucking Aquaman stone crying. 
And I'm like, dude, yeah. you, you have lost the plot. Yeah, and I used, in fact, Kevin Smith is the one that got me into podcasting. Really? Yeah, wow. I went to his, uh, they did a cartoon showing of uh, the groovy cartoon movie. Yeah. Up in San Francisco, and I went and watched that, and at the end they do the Q&A, and Kevin talks as he always talks, and he was saying, you know, when he's got to do a podcast, it's free, it's, you know, right now there's no gatekeepers. Yeah. So I, I went out and started doing a podcast because of that. Yeah. Uh, I but... used to admire him. I used to admire him. I I, 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 I agree. I, I just think it's it's more his, um, it's his poor movies combined with his, I find, increasingly irritating attitude. And, you know, you, like, if, he, if he'd been producing all these hit movies, he'd have no complaints from me. But I feel that his, his own product has really declined for a long time. I think he's been in decline for a long time creatively. Although maybe this He-Man thing is probably one of the better things that he was involved with. Because what I watched of it, I thought looked good, you know, to me. Oh, yeah. No, I enjoyed it. I, uh... A lot of people, because yeah, they, it, not necessarily He-Man, it's Masters of the Universe, and that's where a lot of people, well, it's He-Man, well, and He-Man's not in it. Well, no, it's, it's Masters of the Universe. It, sure. It's focused on that's all true. of them. So. Good point, man. Well, strong point. Yeah, for the- <laughs> and that's a lot of people you know, are pissed off that you know, He-Man wasn't in it very much. Well, it's not a He-Man show. It's Masters yeah, of the Universe. Yeah, I get it. But, like, again, they, they yeah. don't read their audience, man. You know, like, I, it, yeah. Is, yeah, it is Masters of the Universe, but the most famous character is either He-Man or Skeletor. You know, oh yeah, um, definitely. Anyway, whatever. But I, but like, put it this way: when when I when I read that Hordak was there, these fucking companies do know how to attract attention. When they said Hordak, I went, "Hello, yeah, I'm available." <laughs> <laughs> When's this shit coming? <laughs> I'm actually like, forget about all my fucking bile that I've spewed at Kevin Smith over these. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish watching the show now. You know, because this is the beauty. It's on Netflix. So I can just sit down and watch it. You know, boom, done. Yeah. It's only one season. Yeah. What and yeah, it, Revolution you know? is supposed to be, I guess it's the, that's the second season. Awesome. Well, I'm going to watch it. Fuck it. I'm going to watch it. Richard's going to have a big cry. I can guarantee it. He is in cryogenic <laughs> freezing now and his little tears trickling out because he's hearing us talking about the, the Master Universe show. He hates it so much. <laughs> um, some news here about The Acolyte. Um, may end up being one of the most expensive Star Wars television series yet. New report indicates Lucasfilm has spent over $49 million on the series before filming even began. Apparently, wow. blah, 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 blah. It just goes on and on. Like, I don't care that much. Um, apparently, Andor spent nearly $67.9 million on pre-production costs. The caveat, the budget was inflated due to filming during the time of COVID and all the safety protocols. Um, right. According to Hollywood Reporter, Andor ended up costing around $250 million. Though, bear in mind, that was a 12-episode first season with The Acolyte has an eight-episode run. Is The Acolyte the one that's set up at the dawn of the Jedi kind of thing? I think that's... I believe so. I was going to check real quick and see. Cause yeah. I've got a feeling that's right. Like, it's hard to keep track of all these fucking Star Wars shows. Like... Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, they don't make it easy. You know, like... It's like it this says is in the High Republic era before the main film. So, yeah. Okay. It's set at the end of the High Republic before the... Okay, well, whatever that means. So before, um, I before, guess, The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Okay, right. Okay. Wow, we're really digging back in history, aren't we? Jesus. About 100 years before. Where's... um? Is What's his name there? Yoda? I guess he'd be alive. Probably. Uh, I'm not seeing him listed good, in the credits. Good chance to have a lot of new characters, though. If... And it's a big fucking if... If they could create compelling characters, 
um, or take characters that were created in like the extended universe. I'm sure there's plenty, and you know, refit them for this new version. I'd be interested. You know, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, should do um. You know how there's Django Fett to Boba Fett have like Django Fett's grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it going just keep it going oh yeah guess what he had a grandfather and he's a Mandalorian Chewbacca's <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, dad <laughs> like, super fucking uncreative decisions you know what I mean like yeah it's like you know a show that everyone hated that I liked was Obi-Wan Kenobi I thought the Obi-Wan show was actually quite watchable like personally I enjoyed that yeah me too like I don't know about you, Aaron, but sometimes I feel like I feel like when we were growing up, eighties and nineties, right. honestly, you would watch a show and you would like it or not. You know, like my, Magnum PI, one of my all-time favorite shows. Um, and you might have another show, Matlock, that I didn't like, but I made my own decision. You know what I mean? Like it was my own vibe. Now it feels like the internet likes to try to tell you what everyone's thinking. Like, oh, it's a fucking bomb. We all hate Obi-Wan so much. I watch it and I'm like, honestly, I quite like it. Like, I, I, I almost feel like blocking out now a lot of the... It's it's like telling us what to like or not. Like, it's like, oh, everyone hates this. And it's like, you watch it like, it's okay. I mean, it's fine. It's, you know, I don't understand. I've seen far worse things. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's and I don't mind if someone doesn't like something. What I dislike is when they start, you know, well, you're a moron if you like this, or you have no taste. Well, yeah, fuck taste you. Is different. Yeah. Because it's, you it's don't like it doesn't yeah. mean it's bad, you know. But but that like, and I by no means love all the Star Wars stuff. Like I I've, I've always felt Mandalorian good show overpraised. I uh, like I I just I I like it. I've not watched season three, but. Especially season one, everyone was saying how great Mandalorian was. I was watching and thinking, I'm finding it quite boring at times. You know, <laughs> I I liked um, Book of Boba Fett. I certainly w- was mixed on. I, that was one where I did feel like some of the criticisms were pretty valid. But at times, I liked bits of it. Like I really liked that blue villain. I believe his name is Cad Bane. And okay. Yeah. Yeah, like there were bits of Boba Fett I really liked. What I didn't like was Boba Fett taking his helmet off just constantly, and and I'm like, and apparently the actor tomorrow Morrison was the one saying Boba Fett shouldn't be talking this much, you know, like Boba, right. Fett, Boba Fett couldn't shut up, um, <laughs> you know. So on that, but like I preferred Obi Wan to Boba Fett, you know, and I'm a, I'm an old school Boba Fett fan. Like I, I in my imagination as a kid, Boba Fett would have been the greatest show of all time, but what they did was not the greatest. You know, um, although I did like oh, Jesus Christ, I did like that black Wookie that turned up. You know? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say I had a lot of people complain about Boba Fett that he wasn't as badass as as he, he originally was. Quotes. Well, in the movies, he never actually did anything. In the movies, he was, as I say, he was a glorified GPS messenger. Mm-hmm. True. Show up, take up Han's body that was already frozen. He did. He take, didn't catch him in. Um, he did something in Cloud City. Wasn't there a bit of gunplay in Cloud City? Like to get to yeah. But he didn't really do any. He didn't shoot anybody yeah. important. He didn't. Yeah. He basically showed up. He took the, the carbon Han Solo, delivered him to Yaba, Yaba? To Jabba. Yeah. And then. He did pull his gun on Princess Leia. Yeah. And then she had but the dead he, Yeah. 
Han got a lucky shot. He was Han. Yeah, yeah. the plank and actually hit him and knocked him into the Rancor pit. That sucked. He, he didn't do anything. So, I mean. True. Everything about Boba Fett being a great character is, A, he's got a great fucking costume. I'm not getting, you know, taking anything from that. And just later writers liking the costume and, and giving him more gravitas than he actually has. True. But, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, it was almost like his image was so cool, you know? And, and then the Book of Boba Fett took up after he crawled out of the Sarlacc pits. Yeah. So I can definitely see him being a different person than he was originally. Sure. I mean, that living, you know, being in a Sarlacc pit, having to fight your way out, mm. it's definitely going to change your world perspective. Well, yes, I agree. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. I, I agree with everything. I just feel, I also felt, you know what I felt was a really bad move? Putting him in that dress. You know, he had like a dress on. Like, yeah, right. something to do with the sand people. But like, I just thought it looked stupid. Like, I was like, why are we detracting from the classic uniform? You know? Like, why yeah. is he wearing what, to me, looked like a dress? I don't know what you would describe it as, but to me, I was like, why is Boba Fett wearing a dress? Like, right. I just sort of, just, I just sort of dumb, you know? But, um, what was I going to say? Yes, in the, I, being the geek that I am, in the intervening years, I have bothered to read the story in one of the novels which I know is so geeky, but, like, it's how he got out of the, the pit originally, right. and I believe Dengar helped him, and yeah. it was so much better than the scene in the show, you know? Um, yeah. But I don't know. You know, this, again, it's Disney. They don't want to give you too much, man. They don't want to give you a Dengar scene, you know? They want you to just have this shitty... Like, it's, it's, it's like when Kathleen Kennedy's like, we don't have 30 or 40 years of Star Wars material to draw from. Yes, you do. Wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, no, that was a stupid statement. Yeah, there, it's there, and a lot of people will just take the books and make that. That wouldn't work because too many people would. It's not going to be exactly like the book, and too many people complain sure. about that. People yeah. are going to complain. No, so. you could, but but I, I would say take some elements. You know. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And mix no, and I, match and and all that stuff. Like, anyway, my point of the story is, I guess I was just trying to say I did like Obi Wan and like yes. my, people were complaining and stuff, but I was like, I'm enjoying it. I don't care what people say. I, I I liked it. I almost wish sometimes that these shows weren't so short. Like that we oh you got six yeah. episodes. I'm like I I'd like twenty. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like fuck this sh- six episode shit. When I was a kid, my friend, we watched Magnum Pi. He had like twenty two, twenty three episodes per season. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Enjoyed it, man. If you said to me as a kid, oh, it's only a six-episode season, I would have been like, what the hell? Tom Selleck <laughs> barely fucking warmed up the engine, you know? <laughs> yeah. And a lot of these TV shows, like on the CW, uh, the superhero shows and stuff, people complain that they go on too long. It should be a 22, 24-season episode. That's not a problem to me. The problem is is that they feel they need to have one big bad guy for the entire season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have to stretch it out and add this filler episodes. What they need to do is divide that up, have a 22, 24 season ep- or episode season, but have a big bad in the first one, then a big bad in the second one. Yeah. So you don't have those filler crap. But that's, that was ever since Buffy. Ever since Buffy popularized the big bad, the, yeah. they shamelessly just stopped because he did it well. You know, I know we're not allowed to speak his name anymore, but Joss Whedon did do it well originally. And Hollywood just stole that. They're like, oh, well, that's going to be the template for all these kind of like sci-fi, you know, fantasy shows, you know? 
And you're right. Like, unfortunately, what mean they, they, they milk it. One thing I'm critical of is the endless milking of the romantic tension. It's just like, yeah. oh, God, like, it's just so <laughs> fucking boring. Anyway. Yeah. Um, interesting article from Seth Rogen. Obviously produces The Boys. He's doing the new uh, Turtles Mutant Mayhem thing. Has had a lot of success, Preacher. He's confessed what holds him back from working with Marvel or DC. Honestly, probably fear, Rogen said. We have a pretty specific way we work, me and Evan Goldberg. We have been writers for 20 years at this point. It's a fear of the process, honestly. And I say that knowing nothing about the process. There's a lot of Marvel things that I love. It's mostly a fear of how would we plug into a system they have in place, which seems like a very good system, a system that serves them very well. But is it a system that we would ultimately get frustrated with? And what's nice about Mutant Mayhem is we're producers of this. So we dictated the system, we dictated the process in a lot of ways. And that's also what's appealing for us about the boys and other big franchisey type things we've done. We're creating the infrastructure and process for them, not plugging into someone else's infrastructure and process. We're control freaks. I mean, I think he makes a very good point. I, you know, he's had so much success outside of Marvel and DC, doing producing his own sort of stuff that they've they've got the rights to. And um, I mean, he's been very successful, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, why would he? Want to come in and do, you know, name a character off the top of your fucking head, like Black Widow. And we're going to do a Black Widow TV series and we're going to have Seth Rogen produce it. You know how much control Disney want to have straight away, you know? Right. Like, fuck and that I, shit. You know? I don't blame them because if you're going to have a shared universe, you need to have mm. some sort of, you can't have directors doing willy-nilly everything they want because mm. you want to tie into a central theme or sure. some. So, and I, I applaud Seth Rogen for being smart enough, I guess, to, to realize that, you know, he, well, he might like to do it. Mm. He may not fit in with, cause again, he wants to do his own thing, which is fine. He does some great stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if he doesn't want to follow what Marvel or DC or whatever is doing, yeah, I, I like the fact that he is smart enough to realize that. And yeah, he's not, he's not forcing it. Look, let's face it. He's not struggling for work. You know, like he's right. like the boys hit fucking big, really. You know, oh, yeah. that was that's a great show. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a fantastic show, and um, yeah, you know, but at some point, you you do hope maybe the opportunity will pop up at some point. They could, you know, cut a deal somewhere along the line, like you know, and and get something that's a bit more tangential. Like you know, I, I could see it happening. I mean, if he's, I think he did the boys very well. You know, really well. Yeah. Um. So. Bob, I've got a question for you. Where are you on these Transformer G.I. Joe things? I saw a His Tank Megatron the other day that I almost bought. Uh, you know, what do you what do you think of those kind of toys? I'm not a I'm not a fan of G.I. Joe and Transformers crossing over. Right. Okay. So yeah, again, if I had fuck you money, I would buy them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't I, I don't really like the crossing over, but just as a toy, it's kind of cool. You know? Yeah, no, I think it's the, there's the Baroness, uh, what is it, Megatron His Tank. That's cool. The first one they did. That's and that that's really cool to me. I think that's very cool. That was really cool. Yeah, and then there was Stalker with the the Bumblebee and the Awe Striker, and now they're coming out with the uh, Dreadnoughts. Uh, was it the Thunder Machine and Soundwave? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so yeah, if I had the extra money, I would definitely buy them. Yeah, but like I say, I'm not a huge fan of the crossovers. But yeah, I would definitely buy it. Yeah. So, so yeah, there you go. That? Whatever this is about me. Well, it says that you're addicted. <laughs> <laughs> it says Hasbro, I've got you, right? No. Well, they want you. 
<laughs> oh yeah, and there, I'm, just, yeah, I'm just like I don't have more money because yeah, I'd be giving more of it. Yeah, uh, now my is- only problem with the Thunder Machine uh, sound wave is that it's got Zartan and Zarana as the figures. Mm. They should have included Thrasher. Yeah, because he was the driver of the Thunder Machine, so they should have included Thrasher instead of Zarana. But good point. That's just that's a good point, and um, yeah, God knows what they're thinking. You know. Um, they're probably not even sure who these people are. You know, they're plucking them out of the spreadsheets and stuff. (laughs) Like I said, they just, they don't have the respect or they don't have the hell to do with GI Joe. Yeah. They need a wake up call from like general Hawk or something, you know, (laughs) and then someone, Sergeant Slaughter, get in there, put Sergeant Slaughter in charge of the line. There you go. (laughs) Have you met him in real life? Unfortunately, no, I have not. Apparently, a fantastic guy. Apparently, a fantastic guy. What I'm hearing from everybody, I, yeah, yeah. I haven't had the honor of meeting him yet. Have you ever been to um, these Joe Cons, all this stuff that's over there? Uh, I've been to San Diego Con, uh-huh. but that's only that, that was back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Right. Like, last time I was down there was like 2002, probably. How far away are you from San Diego where you are? You're in California, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in California. So I'm, I'm about. Probably about where I'm at now is probably about a five hour drive. Oh, so it's pretty substantial. Okay. Yeah. Not too, it's not too bad. It's mainly just the money. Yeah. 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 No, I get it. And it's insane, too. You know, um, mind you, five hours. Uh, I mean, you could get like a hotel, maybe, or maybe you could do a drive. Just drive down early morning, do a big day, what, drive back, you know? And that's what I, when I went in the past, I, I've, a buddy of mine's done some work for role playing games. So he's got in as a pro. Right. Uh, one year he didn't go, so I bought my own ticket. But I usually got it with him. So yeah, we would drive down and yeah. get hotel and stay down there. And good memories. And oh yeah, oh fun times. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I had a blast when I went down there. Yeah, well, I said the only thing stopped me is just money, cash. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. there's no point going down. You've got to have deep pockets when you go down. You got to go down wanting to spend some money. You know. Oh yeah, and now yeah, it's even harder to get in. It's hard to get tickets. I hear they're selling out. They, they start selling the tickets like the last day of the con or the day after the con ends for the next year. And they're already sold out within like a day or two. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Hotels, yeah. Like a, yeah. It's hard to get a hotel room down there at that point. And it's just, yeah. It's yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And I imagine parking would be a bitch. I can't even imagine yeah. like, oh, yeah. like when we say drive down, like what if you left at one in the morning, drove down, say you get there at six, I imagine parking's a bitch. You know? Oh yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But, you know, options on the table. But I was thinking the Joe Cons and stuff like that, like the G.I. Joe Cons, Joe Fest and all this kind of shit that they do. I, yeah, I haven't met any of those yet, though, unfortunately. I, I plan on it some I reckon point. That'd be, I reckon, from what I'm hearing, I reckon that would be quite fun because it's G.I. Joe-centric. It's nowhere near as big. Um, yeah. But I think you'd be, you'd be just loving it, man, you know. And I think uh, Kevin Reitzel on my G.I. Joe show, I think he's been some of the Joe Cons. And, yeah. Yeah, he's no. big and all that. So I'd, yeah, I'd be, into, I'd be into that. I'd be there for sure. Like I could just imagine myself turning up. I just love to be there and seeing all the shit going on, like amongst all the hardcore guys. You know? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Kevin's a big cosplayer, and yeah, he, he's part of the both for Star Wars and GI Joe, part of the different groups uh, in there. So it's busy. Yeah, he's got like a Chuckles costume. He's got a cross uh, franchise. Major blood. He's got. Imagine wearing a, a Boba Fett uniform and underneath it, your chuckles. That'd be cool. <laughs> like, so you <laughs> wear the uniform, nice. so you double disguise. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I post. I he's posted some pictures on my my GI Joe Facebook group in the past. Mm. 
cool. of him and his different That's cool. Costume. Now, you're not a big gamer. I think we've had this conversation. Uh, you're not a gamer. Is that correct? Video games, yeah. I, I like the concept, but yeah, I just don't have the time. Sure. Oh, well, there are times like I'm, I've almost finished Witcher 3. Now, I'm a massive Assassin's Creed fan, and a Ubisoft employee has claimed the Japanese-based Assassin's Creed, codename Red, is launching in 2024, according to Euro, by Eurogamer Access, the Anibus. She had a, screen, a screenshot of a linked post on Twitter from a Ubisoft marketing employee seeking sponsoring partners for the Amazon Assassin's Creed, codename Red in which the game was described as the biggest blockbuster for 2024. The post also alluded to the creation of a tie-in manga series and podcast that will be involved in the promoting pitch. Mm. Um, yeah, well, I mean, look, I'm a massive Assassin's Creed fan. They've got Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out, which I believe is set It's in a Middle Eastern location, I believe. It's more of a place yeah. setter. It's a smaller game, which I'm not a fan of, but, oh, fuck, I'm ready for Assassin's Creed Mirage like nothing else. Um yeah, my middle son used to be a big fan of Assassin's He played a lot of the early Assassin's Creed. Yeah, they're good stuff, man. Um, uh, character building, you know, killing some killing okay. some people for, like, mysterious reasons that you have to do it for and blah, blah, blah. A lot going no, like, on, man. Although there was that famous incident in Assassin's Creed Origins where I had to kill one of my greatest heroes, Julius Caesar, and I actually said, <laughs> as, a, as the knife was going, I said, this is bullshit. I was like, this is some bullshit right here. Like, being forced <laughs> to do something against my will. Um, new miniseries of comics, Just League versus Godzilla versus King Kong. Someone thought this was a good idea. I think Godzilla v Kong is cool. I don't see why we have to include the Just League in this. You know? Yeah, again, I'm not a big fan of crossovers. Mm. So yeah, like I said, I would. Yeah, I think Kong and Godzilla is fantastic. But yeah, yeah. throwing the Just again is. I it's don't just know. so needless. You know, like I saw a picture and it was Kong v Godzilla with Batman flying around. I'm like, piss off, Batman. You know, like I love Batman, but like, stick clear of this one, big guy. And what we've got to watch Superman beat Godzilla now? Like, oh, Jesus. Like, why? Like, they, yeah, you know, some things just don't need to mix, you know? Yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah, I probably won't be getting that one. I won't be getting that one. I might review okay. it on the show and I might do a kind of like, you really deconstructed and just hate it, but we'll see. This was funny. <laughs> Rob Liefeld, he loves getting, you know, it's San Diego Comic Con. There was uh, a, supposedly a panel discussing his upcoming Deadpool book at Marvel. Only problem was no one told Rob Liefeld. <laughs> so, <laughs> fans packed the room and waited for over 40 minutes, but no Liefeld appeared. Rob tweeted later on, hey, hearing folks say I had a panel at Comic Con, there is zero communication with anyone to me about ever having a panel at Comic Con. News to me. And, that, and apparently Comic-Con apologised and there's some mixed messages there, but that's embarrassing. Um, yeah, Jeez, oh, yeah. that would piss you off if you'd bothered to, like, um, get a seat and, like, fought through, you know, because every minute's precious there, you know what I mean? Like, if you're yeah. at Rob Liefeld, you're missing out on something else and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. See, that's something that I'm sort of... I hate to age myself, but I honestly feel, although I would do it for a day, I honestly feel I'm too old to care about about like that whole. I've got to get to this panel, otherwise I miss that panel. Uh, you know the the rush factor. I'm sort of like, I'm getting to that point now where I'm like, I don't care. You know, the news will come out. I'd be more hitting the con floor looking for shit to buy. You know. Um, yeah, I, I would like to say that I'm the same way, but I would probably be, especially if it's like Joe related panels and other oh, panels that Joe related, really. Yeah. Me. Yeah, I would definitely be. I gotta get there. I gotta get there. Oh, if 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 I was there, I, I'd have a priority list for sure. Oh, yeah. 
But um, and I've been to cons in, in Australia. We have kind of the junior burger version of these cons. You know, um, right? It's it's so watered down. Like to be honest, they've got about maybe two interesting panels. You know, there's not that many interesting panels. Um, everything's. I've been to New York Comic Con, and I was so impressed by the level and scale and the um, the cons and stuff. The the what do you call them? The um, the panels were were excellent. Like it was, it was really something special. But um, I'm just getting to that point now where I'm just like, the rush factor is less of a, you know, yeah. incentive. I guess I, I still love collecting. Um, and I could do a day. If you said to me a day, I'd be like, yes, yeah, sweet. That'll be a fucking sweet day. But if you were like three days of it, I'm like, man, I almost want to sit by the pool. You know, sit by the pool right, with a yeah. pina colada, man, chilling out. Maybe a <laughs> maybe a Russian beauty beside me, you know. <laughs> Put my money towards something more worthwhile, <laughs> <laughs> something that can love me back. Um, Hasbro really? Marvel Legends series announced. This is actually interesting. They announced um, this is for the X Men '97 um, show, the cartoon show that's continuing on from the animated series that's coming soon to Disney Plus, right. um, which I was a huge fan of. So Rogue Gambit. Wolverine, Bishop, Storm, and Magneto. Are, I may have missed some characters, but they're all going to be included in the first wave. And I've got to say, the Rogue looked fantastic. Obviously, the Wolverine. I've got about six versions, but I'm definitely getting this one. And <laughs> and Storm and Magneto. I could Bishop. They've redone. I don't like it. He's got short hair now. And I yeah. I didn't love the Gambit figure, even though I love Gambit. I didn't love the figure. That's a maybe for me. But Rogue looked fantastic. Uh, Wolverine as always holding the team together. And uh, Storm looked great. She's got the mohawk. And Magneto's was excellent. So, I mean, four out of six. Yeah, yes, please. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Very um, nice, yeah. Now, this was interesting. Mortal Kombat uh, announced... This came from Rich. You, you know, that what they do with Mortal Kombat, if you don't know, Aaron, is they have the, the classic Mortal Kombat, you know, characters, but they also include all these downloadable characters. So, in the past, you've had characters mm-hmm. like Spawn, Terminator, whoever, you know? They come in. And... Um, they have had Rambo even, but anyway, they've had people. Now they've got um, they're going to have Omni Man from um, uh, Invincible, uh, Homelander from um, what the fuck's Homelander <laughs> from Boys, and Peacemaker from the Peacemaker Suicide Squad. Right. They're all coming into the game, which is kind of interesting. They 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 they're really getting out there, and you know, I I, I think it's really smart actually. That they're getting these oh, yeah. cool characters, you know. So they're going to be they're they're announced as the the new DLCs for the new game that's coming out, which is called Mortal Kombat One, and is going to reboot the whole thing because they rebooted at the end of Mortal Kombat Eleven. They sort of read the universe started again or something, and okay. um, and yeah, and so like Luke Kang became sort of like the raiding character or whatever. I forget exactly what happened, but basically the it's just a chance for them to wipe the slate clean and start again. Um, yeah, so bring it on. Now, we had some big news here. Um, obviously, friend of the show, Chuck Dixon, his upcoming Ripperverse project, Alpha Core, has been announced. Uh, former Hulk artist Joe Bennett is going to be on there. Joe Bennett is an incredible Hulk artist, if you're not familiar with his work. Um, yeah, he he got let go of Marvel, uh, basically some political bullshit. They tried to yeah, basically like fuck him over, as usual. And, um, yeah, and, and he just fired back and said, well, fuck you guys. And he's now going to be doing this thing for Ripperverse. So, uh, Eric July, I believe, is the guy behind it. Um, 
Yeah, and yeah, yeah. follow those videos on YouTube. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's well, that's cool. Yeah, and Chuck's involved, and and I said, Chuck, let us know all about it. I want listeners to back this to get involved. Chuck Dixon and Joe Bennett, like, bring it on, man. Like this, this is this is gold. Um, oh, yeah. the, the first Ripperverse yeah. comic sold in the millions, so I think it's a really good. Um, you know, the guy's onto something. This Eric July guy, I don't know much about him, but he he's caught lightning in a bottle. It's great to see, oh, and, yeah. he's, and he's high top tier talent as well, which I love to see. I mean, Joe Bennett's an incredible artist. Pairing with Chuck Dixon, such a comic book legend. I'm, I'm anticipating a really cool project. You know, I'm, oh, yeah, no, I'm, it, I'm anticipating definitely. something that's going to be well chattering here. You know, Chuck <laughs> Dixon's great. So yeah, definitely. Man, like you know, guys who know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? We we oh, yeah. we yep. giving the project to guys who fucking know what they're doing. That's a, that's a, that's a start. You know? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that, that helps. Yeah. It does help. Now, um, this is funny. Uh, this is Michael Kellersham just just hammering me. Uh, a new Assassin's Creed comic will be published through Massive Publishing this November called Assassin's Creed Visionaries. It will be an anthology series where artists create all new assassins from around the world and throughout time. That actually sounds okay. Um, this will be the second ongoing Assassin's Creed comic. Is, I'm sure there's more than anyway, but alongside the popular webtoon comic series, uh, Assassin's Creed Forgotten Temple, which Dave has already forgotten about. Yes, I have forgotten about that. Yeah, I said on a previous show, people were explaining webtoons to me, and I'm just so old. I was just so out of touch with what was going on. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to check it out. Well, obviously, I haven't checked it out. I still don't know how to access it. Um, I ship it to the internet somewhere. Um, I, I just feel like if I have to try so hard to find it, Aaron, I just I just can't be bothered. You know, like not ever at this point. I'm fucking lazy. Like, uh, like if you're gonna make it so hard, then I don't want to buy it. I don't want to back it. I don't want to do anything. I I need this shit delivered better. You know, like where's an email with a fucking link? That would be a start, people. You know, let's get back to uh, links. You know. That's the point I'm at in my life. Just I want things to be easier for me. I want you know yeah. less hassle. Totally. I, yeah. Totally. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I'm just like I'm not interested. Oh, you've got to go onto this side and you've got to go to do this and do that and do this. I'm like, sounds hard. Sounds very hard. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Dungeons and Dragons has announced to be released. Oh God, another webtoon comic about Drix's daughter Bree called Bree and the Borrowed Blade. Before anyone gets excited, the art is terrible and done by someone who calls themselves Purpa. Yep. Won't be, won't be backing or following that shit. Um, you must be a Drix's daughter. You know? Like, yeah. Drix. I was like, interested. Drix's daughter? Not so much. Um, never heard of her in my life. Let's find, and Purpa is not a uh, selling asset to this. If anything, right. Purpar is <laughs> Purpar is plummeting interest in this book across the line. Um, oh my god! More, uh, obviously, yeah. And and here we've got Bollywood has a presence at San Diego Comic Con with a sci-fi epic film, Kalki twenty eight ninety eight. I don't care. Like the first Indian film to present at Hall H. Wow. Right. I'm a who the fuck cares? You know, like, whoever put this news item in the news for me to read should be ashamed of themselves because I don't give a fuck about Bollywood, you know? <laughs> I, I don't fucking care. Oh, it's going to be like Bollywood's going to have singing and dancing. Huge minuses, you know? Massive yeah. minuses in a fucking yeah. sci-fi film. 
Yeah, not my thing. Not my thing at all. And not Signal's thing. So, Michael, discontinue the Bollywood fucking updates. Um, Titan Comics. Now, finally, something more interesting. Titan Comics will start publishing magazine size Savage Sword of Conan next year. Creators involved are John Accardi, Frank Terry, friend of the show, Pat Chica, Howard Shaken, blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on. I'm not going to list everyone. Um, Gerardo Zafini, who I believe did some um, Winterworld, I think, if I'm not incorrect. It will be in black and white, just like the original. Also, Tide announced that Conan is their top-selling comic book. The first Conan comes out next week, Aaron. I am super excited. We'll be reviewing it on the show. Um, yeah, Titan have got the Conan license. After Marvel uh, basically didn't know what they were doing, um, uh, Marvel were hilarious. They didn't want Conan to be Conan. Uh, they had to walk back an apology when someone complained that Pocahontas was wearing too little, <laughs> which was fucking hilarious. There was this yeah. character. You, you're familiar with the character. Um, well, I mean, I only know from the fucking movie Pocahontas from, <laughs> like, the fucking movie. And anyway... There was some character in there that apparently was related to Pocahontas. She was showing, she, she was showing a bit of skin. I mean, I, I don't remember it that well. And some people, some activists got very offended and Marvel, like, you know, Joe, Joe, Jason Aaron had to issue an apology and give the money to charity. It was a, such a storm in a teacup. But it just showed you just how pathetic Marvel were. Like, it was just, this is how pathetic they actually are. You know, like, right. they're apologising for something that you could barely understand what was going on. It was just so weird. And um, they didn't know what they were doing with the franchise. The, the best thing they did was they put out reprints. That was what they were good at. You were very good at putting out the the fucking omnibuses which David was collecting. So you did a good job on that, Marvel. did a less good job on the new material. That was not your strongest suit. Um, but now Titan Comics have got it, and it looks like they've got people who know what they're doing. Very good. So yeah, we're happy about that. Um Eisner Award winners. Um, this was funny. This is from Michael Kalashim. Bunch of shit won. Not worth talking about. Uh, <laughs> that's actually funny. He says, where's Signal's award for best podcast? I agree. Where the hell is my award? Is it because I took a shot at fucking Brevoort? Am I, am I, have I been blackballed for that, do you reckon, man? Do you, do you think that, that the conspiracy has gone that deep? Probably. It's probably, probably on the voting committee, that fucker. And he's probably wearing his hat. He's wearing that fucking hat. Uh, Disney is allegedly ceasing new DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K releases in Australia with Marvel's Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3 on August 9 tempted to be the final title getting a retail disc in that market. Um, it doesn't surprise me, um, but it will be... There's a, a store at here, JB Hi-Fi, which is like one of the sort of places where people would buy that kind of stuff, and they have a big superhero section because they, they're obviously realising... The, the physical sales have kind of disintegrated, but they've 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 pulled together every superhero kind of thing they can do and really try to pump people to go buy into it. Um, so that will be a big minus for them that they're losing um, that revenue source. Um, but it's just the way the world's going, isn't it? Unfortunately, I I, I still like we talked about earlier. I still mm. like buying the physical media myself. So yeah, do you do you pick up the Marvel movies or or not? Yeah. Yeah, I picked some. I started picking them up, and then I was going to get the 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 big release packs. I never did, so I've got some of them. I've got a fair few of them. I've probably got two thirds of them, but I've stopped now. But also because I, I'm finding the movies a bit less entertaining. Although I did enjoy Guardians Three, which I saw recently. I haven't seen that one yet. Still, I'm still waiting to see that one. That but... one is honestly one of the better ones that they've done in years. 
I, oh, okay. See what you think, but I was impressed, and I and I wasn't expecting much either. Um, right. I, I I very much enjoyed that one. J. Michael Straczynski has signed an exclusive deal with Dark Horse to produce graphic novels, miniseries, and ongoing titles. Dark Horse CEO Mike Richardson told him, "Write whatever you want." Um, I mean, he's certainly done some good stuff, some less good stuff at times, but he he's got talent, J. Michael Straczynski. Um, yeah. So we'll 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 see what happens. Um, and yeah, just a final thing from Michael Kellishim. Um, he, he, he took all these photos, uh, Ollie's, are you familiar with Ollie's in the U S uh, I don't have, one, I don't have one nearby, but I've got a lot of my podcasting friends that are always posting. Well, I went to Ollie's got there. Shut up. Fuck you. I don't yeah. have one. <laughs> yes. Thank you. My exact. Look, I got, I got the fucking like, you know, rest rare owners for 20 bucks. And it's <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm paying 120. Um, yeah. And there's um, Halfway across the country for me, so shut yeah. up. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> there was there's an oversaturation apparently of Batman and Marvel Legends. Um, he's explaining it's discount retail in America where pennies will sell o- overstock inventory of pennies on the dollar. The first photo is from the Batman section where the average trade payback is $5. This also includes the Batman Eternal trades. What demand is there in an omnibus if DC can't even sell the copies they have already printed? I agree with that. They right. also have yeah. Killing Joke, most of Tom's King's run, and most and lots of Harley Quinn, which suggests that these are not as popular as DC would have us believe. And then he's got the humble brag. He did pick up the Jack Kirby Bronze Age Omnibus for $117 off cover price. That's the exact kind of thing that pisses us off, you know? <laughs> like, it's like... And then, meanwhile, while I'm trying to build a Marvel Legends collection, he's got um, each toy is $10, uh, the toys are as recent as the Thor Love and Thunder and newest Doctor Strange movie. I firmly believe those MCU Marvel Legends don't have anything like the shelf appeal of the comic based ones. You know? Right. I yeah, just, I agree. Yeah, I just I just there's just something about it where I, I where I as a collector see that and think, nah. I, you know, no, nah, no thanks. You know, the only exception I would be is if I can get Hugh Jackman Wolverine stuff, I would get that. You know? In fact, one of my my Wolverine's origins that's coming in, it does look kind of like Hugh Jackman. Like I just feel that he was so iconic. But when I see Doctor yeah. Strange, Multiverse of Madness, shit, I'm just like, no, you know, I don't know. It's just me. I, just I agree. Can't tell. I'm right with you. Yeah. Um, box office. Um, just just going down the list here. Barbie has made three hundred thirty seven million worldwide on its opening weekend, making more money than Indiana Jones. And, um, yeah, and then there was this hilarious thing that, do you remember the one point they wanted to go with Amy Schumer as Barbie? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. That would have been a fucking mistake. Um, oh, yeah. That would have been a huge fucking mistake. Oppenheimer brought in $174 million globally. Um, Mission Impossible actually hasn't done as well as expected. I have seen it, and I felt it was very good, very similar to, like, the last few Mission Impossibles. So... Almost to the point of like, I'm forgetting which movie is which. You know, They're, and I'm thinking that's the problem. It's just it's it, di- diminishing returns and all that, and yeah. just it's yeah, it's too similar. Yeah, is it fun though? We we, we went and saw it was um shout out to Marie uh, Michelle's mum. Happy birthday again, Marie! Even though it was last week, we did celebrate it last week, but the party's still continuing. Um, we went and saw it for her birthday, and she chose Mission Impossible over Indiana Jones, which was the original choice. Which I think speaks to Indiana Jones definitely, you know, has had bad word of mouth, and and that's affected I think yeah. casual viewers. Um, Mission Impossible has made money, 
but certainly not on the same gradient that um, the previous ones have. And I do feel that, as you say, diminishing returns. It, it's just, they're all very similar. Like, that's the problem with the Mission Impossibles. Like, I like them all. But honestly, what's your favourite one? I'm like, I don't know. One of the recent ones? You know? <laughs> like, I don't know. They're all fa- very fucking the same. So, yeah. I don't know. And and they can't fix that. They, it is what it is. You know, like it's... Anyway. Now, I have a review here. Just I want to say, Guardians 3, I mentioned it. It's also got a really powerful message embedded in the movie about animal cruelty, which I really responded to. Um, yes. Obviously yeah. against it. And, and really done well. Actually, so I think this is a film. I I thought Guardians Two was very sort of like it was just a less good version of one. This is something quite different. It goes in a different direction. It's a little bit more somber and a little bit sad. Um, you know, it's just a little. I I just think it's a better. It's a just a better movie. I'd probably say it's one. It's one of my favorite Marvel movies in years. Certainly, my my, my favorite one since Endgame, which isn't saying much. I, I, I think some of the movies that they've done recently have just been appalling. Like Love and Thunder. I love Thor. I love Chris Hemsworth. That was a fucking shocking... Yeah. That was a shocking film. Yeah, no, so I'd really recommend that movie, uh, Guardians 3. Now, this is interesting. Uh, brothers Donald and Stephen Glover have signed on to write Lucasfilm's Lando series for Disney+. Plus. I know Richard will be crying some extremely salty tears at this news. I <laughs> liked Lando in Solo. I thought Donald Glover did a pretty good job, personally. Um, very tough to beat Billy D, one of the legends of the game. Very much so. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought Donald Glover was absolutely fine. I thought he, he was not the problem with Solo, you know. Yeah, he did a great job with what he what he was given. Exactly. And look, they've been. The, I will say this: these guys have been involved with a lot of projects that never gets made to screen. Deadpool was the biggest example. So don't get too excited, kids, but it is happening. And just our final news item, DC created a female version of Hush called Shush in Batman and Robin. Um, no thanks. <laughs> it's like, remember Hush? He's Shush. And I'm just like, look, it's clever. Like Joshua Williamson, you're a clever bastard, but also we don't need this, you know? So what's next on your list? No. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not excited by that. It doesn't. Like I see, you like Tash, but... Yeah, you're not ready for Shush? Do we need a female version? Do we really need a female version of Hush? And did they need to be called Shush? Yeah, and then, yeah that, that's... <laughs> I'm trying to ignore that. As I'm saying, I'm trying to ignore as I'm saying it. Because, yeah, I don't, do we need a Shush? <laughs> do we need to call her Shush? That's just... Look, look also this. We barely need Hush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh... Hush was good for one story, ever. Ever since Hush has sucked, you know? Hush, Hush is that character who has one good story in him, and I actually thought he was dead. But anyway, now we've got Shush. Um, they're, they're good at that. They have a character they you know good for one or two good stories, and then they they keep beating it until it's dead, and then oh, yeah. it's still here. Well, now so here's a female version. Here's of it. a female version. It comes soon. The uh, Asian <laughs> version and the black version. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's they're like a conveyor belt. Um, and they really are. And I, I realize more and more as years have gone by just how similar they are to like fast food or something, you know, like they really are. But like the whole philosophy is that, you know, like it's literally that's the philosophy. Like just pump out as much shit as possible at the lowest possible price 
and just slightly different versions on the previous stuff, and we just anything to try to capture like a tiny bit of interest. And like if if I was the chief and you came to me and said, "I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it," female hush called shush. I'd be like, "Get back to your desk now before <laughs> I fire you." Seriously, get out of this room inside the next two seconds, or you're fired. Because it's yeah. such a bad idea. But that, but they're proud of it, man. They're proud as punch. You know, just hilarious. I I don't. Yeah. And I don't know if it was just a bad idea and they didn't realize it until it's too late now that they can't back down on it. <laughs> yeah. Like Tom Petty. I won't back down. <laughs> yeah, they're not really proud of it, but they've gone with it, and so they need to fucking keep going with it. And, you know, what you, <laughs> yep. Even if it's a bad idea, fuck it. It's a great idea. No, it's, not great. <laughs> it's a great idea. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, yeah and we're gonna put her in female. we're gonna put her in uh, bandages, just like just imagine hush, but female. <laughs> <laughs> he had another best friend. You forgot about this guy. You for- oh, you remember Tommy Elliot? Well, there was another another one. There was a female one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, how many, how hilarious is it with comics? Like Spider-Man is the same thing. There's so many, before he got bitten by the spider, this happened on the day. Yeah. You know, like, Jesus Christ, this is a fucking long day. <laughs> Too many people try to shoehorn stuff in, retcon <laughs> yeah. it, and just... Like, by the, end of the, by the end of the day, when he gets bitten by the spider, it's probably a relief, because so much shit has happened that day. <laughs> yeah, too many people wants to make their imprint on it, put their own spin on things, but they want it to mean something, so... Yeah, yeah. It just... Tell me a good story. Do you remember Silk, who got bitten by a spider on the same day they yeah. got locked up in the fucking institution or something? <laughs> like, yeah. sort of like she got yeah. locked up in like an underground basement or something for like fucking 12 years. I'd be like, what a so- horrible origin for a character. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's like it's like that's the best you could do yeah she got bit on the same day and then we put her in like an asylum so no one saw her and now she's out I'm like wow how long did you spend on that idea um one minute you know <laughs> roughly <laughs> yeah yeah I didn't spend too long on that idea but isn't it gold kids uh, we've we've just got uh, two weekly comics this week and we're going with the spider hulk theme the original Spider-Hulk from Web of Spider-Man 69 to 70. Now, you were saying you had a complete collection of Web of, Sp- Web, Web of Spider-Man. Is that correct? Uh, digitally, I've got the entire Rea run. So yeah, I great. had a lot of them. I give it, I'm in the process of trying to get rid of a lot of my books to make room. Mm. And so given all my, my, my middle son, who's 29. Cool. He's a big Spider-Man fan. So oh. I've given him all my Spider-Man books at this point. Well, this was a great era. This was a great era, this this Web of Spider-Man stuff. Like, this is Jerry Conway, um, like, writing. Yeah, we've had him on the show, actually. We've had Jerry on the show, and he was a very very interesting guy. Uh, Now, I love this story, this Spider-Hulk story. It's a two-parter. The Hulk, um, as always, he's got, uh, what's her name, Betty with him. And then this yeah. crazy guy um, from an old Fantastic Four comic, the brother of some guy, has some weird device which kind of drains some of the Hulk out of the Hulk and gives it to Spider-Man, basically is what happens? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's trying to drain the Hulk's energy. And I think his plan was to pit into himself, mm. is what it sounds like. But yeah, things worked out right. The Hulk got pissed off. and Yeah, well, it went crazy. And then Spider-Hulk... 
Spider-Hulk is very similar to the Hulk. Great visual. You can see why I wanted to lock this figure in, man. You know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's a great figure. It's a great, it's a great, great story. It's a great story. Uh, I, I mean, love it. I like, when it originally came out. So you, you at the time, you you bought this in like floppies at the time? Single issues? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I was buying... That was back during my time period when I was buying almost every DC and Marvel out there. So wow, that would have put a big dent in the old expense budget, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah. This is at nineteen ninety. So yeah, this no is. Way. Were you working then? Yeah, yeah. No, I was working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you did uh, I'm trying to where I was working at. Let me see. That's. I think I was working at McDonald's at that. No. I forget now. It's been a while. So Alex Saviak's the artist. And can I just say how much I'm enjoying his artwork here? You know? Oh, yeah. Like, such a gifted <laughs> artist. Um, yeah, yeah, Alex Saviak. Yeah, so Jerry Conway plot, David Michelini's script, Alex Saviak pencil. So it's a real team effort. And oh, yeah. we, we, we're doing the great power. Can I just say that this late 80s, it's about 89, I think, the comic, is so much to me more interesting than the 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 new one that we've do, we, we're doing as well, the Great Power one, which again is a good story. But there's so many talking heads in the modern one, you know. Yeah. There's so much fucking talking, whereas Spider Hulk is a dynamic character. You want action scenes. You want it to be bigger than Ben Hur. And that's that's one problem I've complained about newer comics. Is it? Yeah. And I say newer comics been the last couple of decades. Yeah. To stretch things out, more talking, more, you know, a story that would have taken, you know. But it's not interesting talking. It's not even interesting, is it? Like, it's just time-filling. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, these two issues, uh, was it it 69 and 70? Can I just say, (laughs) fantastic. Lovely. And wouldn't this be good? Like, seriously, imagine taking the basis of this and making this a movie. Seriously. Oh, yeah, I'd be Fantastic, yeah. You could build so much into this story because there's so much you could build into this. You could have him fighting other heroes and all sorts of crazy shit. Like, I reckon if you did this in a film, uh, kids would just eat it up. You know what I mean? Oh, no, definitely. Two of their favorite things, you know, Spider Man uh, and Hulk merged together, straw in line, put in some other crazy shit around it. You know, Spider Man actually has a real arc here because, you know, even giving it up. It's hard. Um, just a really, really cool. How funny is Betty Brant? She's just on yeah. his ass badly. <laughs> Betty Brant just yeah. loses it. Peter gets like stubble from like one day. He's got some impressive stubble. Yeah, and some people like that. They they get stubble quickly. You know, yeah. other people take you know, a month to. Well, I wouldn't take a month, but I, I would take a, I would take two, probably three days before before I look that scruffy. You know, right. But yeah. like, but like, you do get some people who, uh, you know, heavier uh, stubble. Some people even get stubble like five o'clock shadow in the same day. You know? Yeah. 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 My my stubble's all white and grey. I don't know about you, but that's where I am. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm a bit older than you are. So yeah, I got yeah. My stubble's coming. Yeah. yeah. Grey and. It's no fun yeah, getting no. older. I really need to get that time machine. You know what I mean? Like a twenty-year-old version of me. You know what I mean? I'm ready yeah, to oh, implant that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I remember when I was 18, I had a bad back, and I remember my uncle said to me, wait till you get to your 50s. Well, I'm almost there now, and he was 100% right. You know? Yeah, definitely. And imagine if those aliens invaded today, man. Seriously. We'd have to really... I'm, I'm looking out from my 
office here and looking out into the woods. And I'm like, fuck, I'd have to go deep in, you know? <laughs> Seriously, it's, you know, what are you, what you, you going to take, man? Like, if aliens are laser beaming, you know, the centres of civilization. imagine if they just took out New York in a heartbeat. That's yeah, going to, oh, yeah. shit, fuck, it's fucking on now, isn't it? You know? That's a wake-up call. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, trying to think. Yeah, I mean, I'm luckily I'm I'm halfway, almost halfway between L.A. and San Francisco, so yeah. I don't think I would have to worry too much right away. They would go to you know one extreme or the other. Yeah, the so city I'm by the bay. How is San Francisco? Have you have you do you go often? Or like, I'm sorry, one more time. San Francisco. How is that as a city? Do you go often? I, I haven't been there in a while, but yeah, yeah I, I used to, in fact, I used to have a, uh, it's been a couple of decades now. I had a yeah. girlfriend that lived over in the Bay Area. So yeah, yeah, we go up there once in a while and yeah, yeah it's nice, it's a nice area. Yeah, yeah I, nice. no, I, I'd like to visit there. I've never been to that part of the country ever and I would really like to. I think it'd be San Diego as well. I hear a lot of good things just about San Diego. Uh, you know, yeah, like fact, one time me and a buddy talked about maybe moving down that area. Mm. Not San Diego proper because it's just way too busy of traffic and everything. Mm. But like one of the little subtowns next to it. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, nice little yeah. In the summertime, it doesn't get too warm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's near water, yeah? There's water there? No, I said it doesn't get too warm. Yeah, it's, it's next to the water. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, be, I reckon it'd be nice. Very idyllic. But expensive, though. You need cash, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Have that that's cash. another reason to move to like little subtowns next to it, so it's not quite as bad as... Yeah. Moving to San Diego proper. <laughs> you can move to a little subtown like Cabot Cove and maybe have a murder mystery. Like a murder oh, there you murder. go. <laughs> yeah, could become a sleuth solving murders yeah. in a small town. I'm, I'm picturing your life in front of you, Aaron. It's a lot, a lot of <laughs> options, man. Um, now, I'm going to give this Web of Spider-Man story an 8.5, this two-parter. 8.5 out of 10 from me. What are you giving it? Um, I'm going to give it... Yeah, yeah, 8.5. I'll give it an 8. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think Alex Saviak really sells it as well. It's a busy story. There's a lot going on, and I enjoy that. I, I just I just feel like when I look at the panels here, I'm like, he's an old school guy, In he just gets the job done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it feels very immediate. Um, and then we turn to this great power thing. So this, this spun out of um, – the reason I picked this issue was recommended to me by Adam, actually, the computer. He said – that it comes out of the Immortal Hulk, which I haven't read. I keep meaning to read it. I own the hardcovers. I own the digital. I have not read an issue. I'm just a bad human being. But um, same place. Yeah, got I mean, it's just thing. like yeah. I own it all. Have I read it? No, I have not. I put oh, it on my. I put it on my iPad. I put it on my iPad. If that's a you know a ring endorsement. But then anyway, so great power. It's like a spin-off series where people got to play in the Immortal Hulk universe. I don't really understand okay. what's different about. That's a regular Hulk, but whatever. Um, this storyline, to me, was just a watered-down version of Spider-Hulk. It's nothing yeah. fucking different, except it's more boring. We have Fantastic Four, like Reed Richards, just boring the pants off us. Like, I just, like, it's not bad, but it, when I compare it to what came before, you can't tell me this is better than what they were doing in the late, the late 80s, just as a comic. You know, same concept. Um, I, I just felt it, it's okay. Like, I'd give it a six. I can't go any higher because I'm like, if I'm a kid and I'm reading this, I'd be bored, you know? 
I'd be willing to give it a seven because I think the artwork's fantastic. Artwork is good. Artwork is good. I like, yeah. I like the artwork. I like who's that? Uh, trying to look real quick. Also, did you notice at the end that Hulk's just talking mm-hmm. totally normally? Like, well, I, I think that again, I haven't read the more and more Hulk either. I've been I'm behind on everything, uh, due to my podcasts and life and everything else. Mm. But I think that's the, the difference with this Hulk and the regular Hulk is this one's a little more intelligent. He's conversational. not conversational. Yeah. Well, that, guess what? Not a plus, you know? But like when I, when I see Hulk, I don't just want just a guy just standing there just talking normally, just like it's Bruce Banner. You know, just normally, just he's like, "Oh yeah, Spider Man, this and that. You're a good Spider Man. Yeah, I really like you. Let's hang out and spend time." This is bullshit. This is Hulk. Like, <laughs> see, I don't, I don't mind that for a change for once in a while. I mean, I don't want it to be status quo. Yeah, but I, I don't mind that occasionally. Just have a change of pace. I guess because so. the whole Smash monster to me it gets tiresome and it gets the same old, same old after a while. <sighs> Well, yeah, so, but that's what we're all about. Uh, that's what I'm about. The same old, same old. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Repetition, rinse and repeat. Yeah, I can't, can't blame you. No, but, I, no, I hear your point. Yeah. I tell you what, um, one of my favorite Hulk runs, and I'm halfway through, is Peter David's Hulk run. And he does a love lot it. of different shit. And I loved uh, Joe Fixit uh, as the Hulk. Yeah. He, yeah. Now, I, I, what I liked about that was, he was sort of smarter and sneaky and stuff, but like he had a real attitude. I, I guess for me, what I just disliked about this was just Hulk standing there just talking as if we're talking now. Like it was just, there was no personality. It was just like, oh, blah, 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 and Hulk, yeah. Blah, blah. Like I was like, man, like this guy is like the most non Hulk ever. If this is the immortal we- Hulk that everyone's raving about, I'm like, really? This is it? We didn't get much Hulk in this, though. I no. mean,. Because Banner, uh, uh, Peter got his powers early on, mm. and then we got some Hulk at the very end. So we didn't get a lot of the actual immortal Hulk in quotes in this. So I, I, I don't know if it's a fair to judge. Yeah, I guess you. You know, you're that guy. You're that guy on the fucking remember Twelve Angry Men who turns the jury. You're that guy now. <laughs> <laughs> the whole fight of Al Ewing's and Hulk is hinging on Aaron with a desperate last minute defense. And Dave's just ready to send him to the chamber. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, we'll stay of execution. Aaron's made some good Wait points. Let me explain it to you this. And I, I do that with my, uh, the Starbright Project. I'm always doing that. Michelle and Hayden, my, uh, my other Australian friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're dissing the show. I'm like, wait a minute. It's not that bad. If we look at it from this angle, like, there you are defending again. Defending the crap. That's what I do. It's, it's... Well, no, you stack up for him. I mean, I love Hulk. Uh, I guess just in my imagination, it's Savage Hulk, but I I like Hulk kind of like where he's like more – he's a dumber character, you know, and he's more violent and stuff, but he's sort of a simple character. You know, like Hulk doing big monologues, I'm, I'm like, okay, all right. Like I don't, I don't see it, but as a writer who's on Hulk, I've always thought that would be a challenge, you know, like right. – like, and I, I see why the writers do it, I guess – I, I guess reading this this issue so closely after reading the original Spider Hulk, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I prefer the original. Also, I could have yeah. done without some of Reed Richards just monologuing. Also, what did he say when he said magic has failed us once again? I'm like, where did they even try magic? Did I miss that page? No, I, I don't. Well, because they were talking to uh, when he says it failed. Yeah, I think it's just in general. Oh, because yeah, because. Uh, 
what's his name? Loki said that magic, well, he can't get to work. And so, yeah, when he's, I think he's just oh, dissing magic. Oh, I see. I thought there was, he, he'd called in like the Sorcerer Supreme or something to fix no, it. And, no. Okay. Cause I was like, who's he talking to here? I was like, again, hey, dumb it down for the audience, please. You know, like. And, and they may have tried magic in the past on Banner. Right. I'm sure you back with that, the Lamati and, you know, Doctor Strange and, and Reed and all them. I've got a question for you. Like, yes. why don't they just let Hulk be Hulk? Why can't? Why do they always want to interfere with Hulk? Like the, I'm talking about the other Marvel heroes, where they shipped off to that planet. They're always like fucking on Hulk's ass, you know. He gets mad. He gets too destructive, <laughs> and the minus Hulk. <laughs> they want that destruction, and depends on which time period they don't want any some people either so. hurt or killed. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm just like let him run. Let let Hulk be Hulk, man. You know, but like. <laughs> You're, you, yeah, you're sure. in Australia. He's not going to bother you down there. Yeah, he's going to jump around. I'm here, yeah. I'm here in America where I'm going to have to watch out for the whole crashes in my roof. You like the Savage Hulk. I actually, I like the Professor Hulk that Peter David did. No, I don't mind I, a bit of that, but like, but you know really what? Like he looked like a professor, whereas this Hulk looked like Hulk. You yeah. Know? That's I, mean, I think that's why I like this a little more than you did because I, I like the Professor Hulk and, and this is leaning more that way. Good point. It's not quite the Professor Hulk, but it's leaning that direction. And I like the, I thought Peter David, uh, Peter David in general does a great job, but and then mm. on the Hulk, he was fantastic. But I sure was. I, yeah. I really love that Professor run uh, of the Hulk when he, when he did that. And then, you know, when at the end of it, when he, uh, Betty died and I love that one. Uh, the Hulk got so mad. He turned back into banner mm. with the whole intelligence. Uh, spoilers for a 30 year old story, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I've, yeah, got, no, I've got five omnibuses of that. I'm, I think I'm in the second one now. I'm just loving it. I'm halfway through the second one. I'm loving it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's some of the best comics I've ever read, frankly. I think oh, it's yeah, no. Penny David yeah, when he's really cooking is such a good writer, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. I like to on X Factor. Yeah. Young, young Justice. Ever read that? That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Young Justice. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm trying to think. I don't know of anything off. I mean, yes, he's had the bad story occasionally. I'm sure everyone has. Sure. But it's a good Spider-Man. It's a good Spider-Man as well. I can't think of anything offhand that Peter David's done that I can look at and say, oh, that's horrible. Mm. Yeah. How are you doing? For the most part, everything I, I've read by Peter David. Oh, he's a strong writer. Strong writer. It's fantastic. Hey, look, yeah. I wouldn't have bought five omnibuses if I didn't support you know, the, the, yeah, no. his run on the character. You don't buy you don't buy five omnibuses of a run if you don't like it. You know what I mean? Unless you're an absolute oh, fool. Unless you're an absolute fool who's just got more money to burn than cents. You know. In fact, yeah, I'm pulling up Peter David's work history to see what he's worked on, just trying to see. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't think of anything offhand that yeah. Peter David. Has- he 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 can be very quippy. And some people don't like yeah. the humor, but but I think his Hulk run is is really, just dialing into his Hulk. I think it's fantastic, and I think that's kind of where he made his name as a really really gifted writer. You know, yeah. Um, I've not read his X Factor, but everyone I know who's read it speaks very highly of it. You know, I loved his X Factor. I like. In fact, there's one scene in there where he was writing uh, Quicksilver, mm. and you know, Quicksilver has always been like a very angry character. Mm. And he explains in there how, you know, one of the reasons why he's, because he's talking to a psychiatrist, if I'm not mistaken, or a psychologist, whatever it was. Mm. And he's explaining, you know, why he's always so angry. He's, you know, imagine you're standing in, you know, the world's longest line 
and there's nothing you can do to speed it up. And you, you want to get, you know, you got things to do, but you've got to stand here and wait. Mm. And that's how you, with the world in general. Mm. Yeah. Cause so, it's the speed power. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he did, he did a great run on all. He, he's also got daddy issues too. Um, oh yeah. Petro. No, definitely. Yeah. Cause Magneto's so, the yeah. father. Yeah. 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 He's always a little bitch actually, isn't he? Normally when I've seen him, Petro, he's, yeah. he's kind of petulant, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, but, that, yeah, but I like how Peter David explains why, it is, yeah. at least as far as Peter David's concerns or thoughts on it. Yeah, why? So he's frustrated. He's just frustrated. Yeah, everyone around you know you're driving down the freeway trying to go 80 miles an hour, and you got this dickhead right in front of you going 50 miles an hour. Yep. You know, and there's no way to pass around them, and you so you got to slow down, and wait for this this jerk in front of you. Won't the guy can move over? Yeah, he won't. And then you got to wait for this guy, and so yeah, he's just. That's 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 Quicksilver's life overall. Yeah, and so yeah, that's a good he, explanation, he, actually. It's off. <laughs> I often feel with Quicksilver they don't focus enough on his speed. It's often about yeah. his personality. You know, he's always yeah. the dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like he is. He's always the guy who's who's he's pissed off always. You know? Yeah. And he's kind of like yeah. arrogant, and but they don't go into him like the Flash in terms of speed power. You know, it's it's more about his personality. He's kind of been sort of typecast a bit, I think. Right. Anyway, but interesting. Yeah, I, I'd have I to agree. read that stuff. Um, good stuff. Now, in terms of this one, I, I'm going to give it a six. Where, where are you? This uh, I, I would give this one probably a seven. Wow. Uh, the artwork yeah. brings it up for me. Artwork is strong. Um Look, that's going to wrap us. Thank you so much, uh, Aaron, for giving so much of your time. It'd be an absolute pleasure. Uh, we'll get Richard out of the cryogenic freezing during the week, see how he is. I'll probably prod him with a stick or something, you know, <laughs> like see what the reaction, what the reflexes are like. I'll say to him, yeah, um, what do you think of uh, current Marvel and DC? And if he responds with, like, I love it, I'll know it's a scroll, you know? <laughs> If he starts oh, complaining, yeah. If he starts complaining and grumbling, I'll know it's classic old rich, you know, ready to, you know, if he's just grumbling about the state of affairs. Um, yeah. So just, just, just as we're wrapping up, I just want to say, um, look, thank you to all the listeners. Um, join us on the Patreon if you can. patreoncom doom for little as one dollar per month it can really help the show out. Um, yeah, we're proud members of the collective with guys like uh, Brian Biggie and Inner Demons, Ray and Into the Night. Uh, he's back. Um, Capes and Lunatics. I do stuff with Phil. Um, monthly show about Scarlet Spider, and they've got a ton of content. You've got Ghost Spider Groupies and plenty of other stuff. Uh, Aaron, do you want to let uh, people know where they can find you again? Uh, at the end of this yeah. massive episode, I want I want people to know where they can find it. If they want more Aaron, why wouldn't they? Where can they find In case you? you- case it's been so long you forgot uh my main website is headcastnetwork.com i've got links on there all my shows i've got two facebook groups i've got facebook.com slash groups slash headcast network and then if you're into gi joe i've got facebook.com slash groups slash gi joe awesome well i mean yeah all i can say is yo joe yo joe (laughs) on that note i want to say good night and thank you have a good night is racing in the street. It's for Roberto, wherever a crazy fool might be. <laughs>